Discover a nest egg of profits that will leave you bug-eyed. With ticks, a skin-crawling heart attack of terror. So while I was digging around trying to find information on ticks, I came across a feature at Video that was originally a promotional VHS tape that they would send to rental stores. And it was telling the proprietors ideas on how they could promote the release of 1993's Ticks. I still have one of these in my garage. Do you? Yes, I have a promotional like blockbuster video like, like buy our movies. This is what's coming out hot from New Line Cinema. Nice. I but like not it. Ticks. I don't think it takes us <laughs> on. Bummer. <laughs> so, in the video, uh, it says, here's some marketing tips you can use to keep your store infested with horror fans. Really getting that Choice. tick energy. Yeah. You know? Arrange to have the blood Big mobile. Big tick energy. Oh. That's the t-shirt right there. <laughs> if that hasn't been made, then we need to copyright that right now. Love it. It's got Clint Howard all fucked up on it. Yes. That's a perfect shirt, actually. Yes. Arrange to have the blood mobile from your local Red Cross. Visit your store and offer a coupon good for one free rental of ticks to any of your customers donating a pint of blood that day. Now, honestly, that could be done with any horror movie, like blood, you yeah. know? So I get it. They drink blood, but that's like, all right, they're really going out of their way to try to figure out how to get people to watch Ticks. I feel like I'd almost be disappointed if I gave blood and they're like, here, go watch Ticks. I'd be like, really? I want my blood back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give it back. Make sure to contact your neighborhood newspaper or local news channel. The publicity you'll generate might just attract their attention and gain valuable exposure. Uh, hey, uh, KZTV, I'd like you to come down. Uh, we got ticks in the, in the in the new rental slots. Yeah, what? <laughs> and we're going to have blood donations. I can't think of a worse idea for a newspaper. It might, it's got to be a really slow news day. I say, is that how slow news was in, in like in the 90s where blood donations are getting yeah, for clear the page, front page news. Right. Ticks release. How about this one? This one's even worse. Fill a jar with Tic Tac mints and let your customers guess how many ticks it takes. Offer free rental coupons. How many ticks does it take to tack? It's literally it. Guess how many Tic Tacs are in this bucket and you can have a uh, copy of ticks. Are Tic Tacs still a thing? I feel yes. like I remember they were very big in the 90s. They're still a I, thing. I rarely see them now. People really like those orange ones. Yeah. I don't know why. They're, they're okay. They're gone now, though. Well, I guess they're still a thing, but people... No one's no one's offered me a Tic Tac in a long time, is what I'm going to say. You don't go outside anymore. That's true. You don't see people in person, so you're just missing all the Tic Tac yeah. trades going on. That's a fair point. People, mm. I don't know if there's door-to-door Tic Tac salesmen, but get <laughs> at me. There's not. <laughs> all right. And lastly, how about this one? Nature running amok is another popular theme for moviegoers. Try running a you-ought-to-be-nicer-to-mother-nature offering discounted rentals on other companion titles to ticks like arachnophobia the fly the fly too the blob hmm is that nature running amok that's more like science fucked around and found out yeah attack of the crab monsters night of the lepus prophecy the birds damnation alley attack of the giant leeches and just for fun attack of the killer tomatoes of course what about biosphere Oh, Biodome? Biodome. Biodome, Biosphere, whatever. I think this was before Biodome, maybe okay. by like a month or two. Oh, yeah, okay. this, is a, this is a little bit before. Bummer. You could have had like a, a Polly Shore uh, fucking mm. Seth Green double feature. Yeah, yeah. Powerhouse. Columns, <laughs> pillars, if you will, of the 90s. Absolutely. Well, do you guys think of any better promotional ads than counting Tic Tacs that Ticks could have used in 1993? Definitely. A monkey hyped up on meth could think of a better <laughs> idea than those. Yeah, here's actually, mine. The blood one was actually pretty good because that's actually a pretty big thing. When blood, you know, donations happen, that's, that's a yeah, pretty good thing. Yeah, donate blood, y'all. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. Especially but, if you get that rare blood. Yeah. Which is me, the rare baby. one? 
Typo. No, typo negative. Oh, yeah, that's the, you could give to Typo anybody. negative, universal donor. Yeah, that's okay. what you want. If you got it, give it So up. I've got all that blood you guys need, but none of you getting it. That's right. Staying right in his body where it belongs. Yeah, and if you hook yourself up like a Mad Max style blood sack, you get a free copy of Ticks. Woo! There you go. <laughs> all right. Here's my idea. Buy a bunch of ticks. You can probably get it from somewhere. Like legit real legit ticks. Legit real ticks. <laughs> okay. Let them you loose. drain all your blood into a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Let them loose in your store. Whoever gets Lyme disease, free rentals. <laughs> <laughs> For life. <laughs> For life. But you can only rent ticks. Oh, no. Yeah, that's it. How many copies are still in rental stores? There's not that many left. So. How many rental stores are, yeah. <laughs> your lifetime supply until 2018. Thanks for getting Lyme disease. Yeah. Yeah. So there. that's why I'm not in marketing. But right. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I actually like it. It's not going to work, but I like it. No. Are uh, we talking about the movie Ticks today? We are. A oh. Ticks-aster. Something like that. <laughs> Ticks-aster. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, we're back all together. Mark, bring the energy up a little bit. How much more? There you Just go. Li- is that it? Welcome back to the Grave Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett, brought to you by the Den Mother of Horror, our man Mark, a.k.a. Jerry Ober. Wait, are we like a like morning? by us? Yeah, that's morning radio yeah. energy. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't listened to morning radio. You could put like a slide like, whistle in there. And- <laughs> we put slide whistles in here, Mark? We should get, okay, that's a noise maker. episode. We need some like sound effects we can play live while we're recording. Yeah, like farts and yeah, absolutely. Let's make prank My man calls. went straight to farts. Oh, if you're going to do 90s radio, it's farts. I like that. We should crank call GameStop and have to say, have, do you guys have a copy of Ticks? Yes. Oh. That's where I was going. How you guys been? Good. John's also here. We never got the John in that whole mix That's up, all right. I just let you I'm know still John's here. here also. I would thought I said Garrett and John before You're close. you Okay. Off, if yeah. you did, I missed it. Point is, I am here. How was the I am John. It was a good birthday. It was good. I went and saw Fast 10. It was sure it's not Fast Fast X. X. Oh, is it Fast X? I don't know. Uh, Depends if we're talking about an iPhone or Jason X or you know whatever. You know what would be great if they just made the X really small so it's like fast versus whatever. They could just put something after the X every time now. Since there's so many of these, has Fast versus Furious yet? No, that's the next one. Could be. I feel like that was too too fast, too furious. That was the best title. They really ended early on good titles, (laughs) but maybe it's fast multiple. Applies. I don't know. But the point is, uh, yeah, what a movie. Some gremlins. <laughs> don't get Toretto wet after midnight. Is Fast Divisible by Furious? Uh, well, there's going to be a remainder. Uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark, you do not want to put math in these movies. <laughs> yeah. I know. Let's bust out the long division. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Fast 10. It's terrible. I had a feeling. Yeah. It's a good spectacle, but also just don't watch it. Look, when they brought the kid back from Fast 3 Tokyo Drift. Yeah. And then they had him shoot a car into space. I remember that. It was awesome. I was awesome. like, this is, this is Jump the Shark. This yeah. is the Jump the Shark episode. Yeah, it's even more. The shark. They're, they're jumping in even more now. They're, they're, they're hurtling sharks. Well, they're going to make these forever until people stop spending money because they make way too much money. Oh, obscene, obscene amounts of money. Toretto's cars shoot sharks now. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, John Cena does a great job in these films. John Cena though. always I'm does a great job in everything impressed. he's been yeah. in. Talk about my uh, opinion of an actor really turning around. Same. John Cena is 
I didn't think he was going to be good. I want to say Mickey Rourke. I, I thought Mickey Rourke was pretty shitty, but he got pretty good later on. What, around the wrestler era or before that? Uh, a little bit before that. Hmm. Once wrestling. upon a time in Mexico when he kind of came back and started doing that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, don't watch Fast 10. You, you close your eyes. Imagine what Fast 10 would mean to you. And that's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> Tell you what, to get the same experience, go to your garage, turn your car on, rev that engine with the garage door closed. Same mm. experience. I would recommend not doing that. No, yeah. Yeah, please don't kill yourself, listeners. No, definitely not for Fast 10. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got two more parts <laughs> that's coming. That's right. Your- <laughs> it is like Fast 10 Part 1. So you got Fast 10 Part 2, a.k.a. Fast 11, Part 3. Close this up. The return of the Fast. All right. Well, Garrett, do you have anything non-car related? I do, actually, because you guys keep dropping the fucking ball every week. I, I, I watched a to pick horror up this, movie. Oh, well, why the fuck didn't you say that? Because it was less impressive. I watched Renfield. Oh, was it oh, good? I enjoyed Renfield yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's on Peacock, so you can watch it on the cock. Nice. Uh, I but, watch everything on the cock. Uh, obviously, yeah. So, uh, no, it's, it was good. It was very enjoyable. <laughs> it's. It, I, I have a little bit of weird love-hate with the narration aspect mm-hmm. of it. I'm always a little bit hesitant when it's like live narration over a movie. But it falls right into place. It's really fun. I really love the uh, the self-help aspect of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nick Cage is fantastic. He starts off a little slow. But, man, he ramps it the fuck up. Yeah, I like that it built, though. If he come in full cage, that would have been too much right out the gate. But does cage energy transfer or translate really well into vampirism? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. does. And they also, at the beginning, have like the old black and white Dracula kind of lore. They do it in old, like, black and white, kind of like the old movies. Okay. Uh, The backstory is done like the old original Dracula film. It's really well done. The story itself, it's got some moments. I'm still hit or miss on Aquafina. I think she's a, a fine actress. I just sometimes. Like she seems like she plays herself every single time, and I'm just like, eh, I'm okay. But um, overall, the movie was really, really good. Yeah, three and a half stars. Oh, well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Well, I watched multiple horror movies. Ooh, all oh, right, boy. Mr. One Upman. That's right, One Upman. <laughs> John One Upman. Um, I watched a little movie called Children of the Corn, the recent one. John, uh-huh. you're right. Wolf. Oof. That is trash upon trash. Did the you not believe was... him? Did you not believe him when no, he no, said I watched them at, all and they all suck? Yeah. At the same I'm time, sick. though, but if I believed what people believe, you know, like the Christians would have convinced me that sex was bad. And you know mm-hmm. what? That's fantastic. I'm mm. so, I'm so almost done with my quickie. Y'all. I've been putting in work for you listeners, so make sure to let li- <laughs> There's been nothing quick about what John's doing. Dude, and my eyes are bleeding, but... Uh, he's planted his crops. He's growing it. Uh, you know, the cr- the corn's coming along. He's growing corn in real time, and <laughs> yeah. we'll be able to have the quickie when he's done. Dude, Anyway, let me finish my review. There's 11 of these. Give me a break. There's so many. You That's could true. just phone half of them like there was some corn and some kids. Done. Yeah, that'd be wrong. Some of them don't even have kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the acting in this one was actually pretty decent. The kids did a really good job, uh, believe it or not. Um, the story, the plot, oh... God, it's it's really rough. What'd you think of the Groot cameo? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about that because I thought it was a bit of a spoiler, but yes, it's it's an interesting flick. I, I give him credit for trying something new, but sometimes after 11 tries, let sleeping dogs lie. Um, I watched another movie called Malum, which just came out. That's the Last Shift remake or upgrade or whatever you want to call it. Is that available anywhere yet? Yeah, yeah I bought it on iTunes. Okay. It's really... I don't know. It's good and bad. So it's really good in the fact that the the gore, the effects, the the filmmaking itself all stepped up, in my opinion. I thought it was a, a much better production overall. I really like the lead actress. I really like some of the, the character interactions, uh, the dialogues a lot better, in my opinion. But there was something good about the the kind of the lower budget of the first one. Felt more at home. Uh, this one, a little bit, they had to ratchet up the tension a little bit too much at times. So it's kind of like they tried to make it a bigger spectacle than it needed mm-hmm. to be. So they upped the Hollywood game on it. Yes. Uh, probably a bigger budget, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the gore stuff is a lot more intense, though. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed some of that. If you liked Left Shift, you're going to dig this movie. Well, if we're going to compare, which one's better, in your opinion? Oh, man. I'm going to say Last Shift. Personally, really? I like I like the simplicity. I like the the fact that there was definitely some scares, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like trying to like really just shove it down your throat the way Malum did. Mm. But Malum was really good. Again, it, I prefer Last Shift, but Malum is really solid. Okay, I will check that one out. Yeah. yeah, definitely check that one out. And then I watched a little movie called Kill Her Goats, starring Kane Hodder. Not goats. Goats. I love goats. This movie is a pure homage to the 80s slashers. Um, you want tits? Bam, you got it. You want massive gore? Bam, you got it. You want kind of low budget setting, but like really beautifully shot scenes? You got that too. I really enjoyed this one, but holy shit, this movie is an hour and 30 minutes long. You could have cut out 15 minutes of this movie and not affected anything. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good naked lady shower scene. Big fan. (laughs) But I don't need three of them, and I don't need them to last like five minutes apiece. At that point, I'll just go watch porn. Was this movie starring people of the adult industry? Yeah. No. It does star the uh, the last nude playmate from Playboy, but she okay. has like a little side role. She's okay. not really a main character. It, this is fun. Uh, basically, this woman inherits a house. She gets bought by her dad for uh, graduation, and then her sister and her friends are going to join her there, but it's like the pit house, which has this history of being like a place where people went crazy and killed a bunch of people, and I can't believe we're here. And, and then it's basically just like watch a bunch of girls kind of go through their like, you know, little routine as things start happening, and it, it's it's fun. All right, I want you to spoil some. Does Kane kill goats in this movie? No. Oh, good. Okay, so the, do, are, I'm actually, are goats you, you know in, in danger in this movie? So... No, actually, the goats huh. are ancillary. The, uh, Kane Hodder's character is called Goatface, and he has a giant goat head on, and he's got like this double ed- double lightsaber weed whacker <laughs> chainsaw thing with sparklers on it. I, 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 I'm not selling it. It's stupid as fuck as a weapon, but when you look at it, it looks really cool. Okay. Um, this one was interesting. I, I want to recommend it because if you like 80s slasher stuff, it's fun. But there is a lot of chaff in this. There's so much that you could just be like, I don't need. Like watching a woman walk into her house, set down her groceries, go, oh, wine, and then get her wine out and then uncork her wine and then fill her wine and then smell her wine and then mm. taste her wine and then walk mm. around the house and jump on the bed with wine and then get down and be like, oh, yeah, wine. I, I don't need that. Don't jump For on the minutes. bed with wine. That's bad maybe, news. Maybe you shouldn't jump on the bed with wine, but it's... It, there's there's like a fucking 10 minute scene where you just watch her like in her mm. house and you're just like no there's no development of anything well, that's because they had 45 minutes of plot that they needed to make 90 minutes <laughs> also, they forgot to hire an editor one of the two yeah <laughs> amateur horror movies do not let your actors and actresses ad lib if it is not written in the script maybe don't do it i don't need a girl going to be like La la la, I'm having so much fun in my house. I can't believe this is mine. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, birds, you're so friendly. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. At some point, you sound crazy. What if I told you that was in the script, though? <laughs> Honestly, I should write the guy and find out because it was it was a little bit distracting at times. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. So Killer Goats is a recommend? If you really like 80s slasher flicks, yes. Okay, I do. So I'll check that one out at some point. Well, I watched something from 1993 to keep it in the 93s. Mm. I watched Freaked, starring Alex Winter, Mr. T, Brooke Shields, Randy Quaid. That's not really a horror movie, though, is it? No. 
but okay. it's it's like a monster. It feels like a like yeah, yeah kind of lives side by side with trauma. But it was a very fun comedy that I had never seen. But I've seen like the cover. Mm-hmm. You know, Bill from Bill and Ted. It's that guy. He's like half monster face, and oh. he's in a, a carnival. And it's actually a really funny movie. I can't uh-huh. believe it took me so long to watch it. That's the one with the plane crash thing, and the kid falls out of the, off the plane, <laughs> yes. edge of the plane at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be one of the kids from the Sandlot. I think so. Yeah. Anyways, Aww. it's really funny. It's a fucked up movie. It's really hard to find these days, so I bought a physical copy, got it on Blu-ray. There's zero features on it. <laughs> when you put the disc in, it just plays the movie. <laughs> I, I know, I know what it is, and that's actually a fan rip. You bought oh, it off Amazon, it? didn't you? No, I bought it off some secondary website. Oh yeah, so Amazon sells like a. We're just making this on video on on physical disc now mm. because no one else is. It had Anchor Bay's name on it. It's fine. They just they take the original movie and mm-hmm. they just re-upload it to a disc. They just burn them. Well, that's fine with me. It looked fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you, if you can find a copy of Freaks, check it out. All right, Gary, you got some news for us? Oh, man, we got so much news. Mark, didn't you buy that Friday the 13th game? I did buy that game. I've had it for a long time. Well, the license is expiring, and it's no longer going to be sold as of December. It's not going to be sold, and they're taking the servers down. So as of end of 2024, I believe it was, is you won't be able to play it anymore. You can still play the offline content. That's not what the point of the game is. The point is to play with people and murder them in cabins. Well, you'll be happy to know that someone else has the rights to it, and someone else is making a Friday the 13th game. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So they got to get these rights sorted out. This is ridiculous, man. Well, we got the TV show coming to Peacock, and somebody's working on something somewhere. But yes, Harry Manfredini, the guy that made the music for Friday the 13th, let slip that he's making music for a new game. There's no details yet. We have no idea what it's going to be, but I'm hopeful, but I'd rather have a new movie, please. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast for how long? Over five years. Over five years. We haven't had a single new Friday movie. We haven't had a single new Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and they're rebooting Leprechaun. I hope they release a new Friday movie with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, and you're like, there you go, Mark. You got what you asked for. I'll take it. Look, if it's Ice Cube wearing a hockey mask, (laughs) I might be into that. But yes, they're also rebooting Leprechaun. They're bringing that franchise back from the one that just came out in 2018, 2019, right before the pandemic. I thought it was decent. It's pretty good. So I don't know. Why do we need to do another origin of this thing? Because people like Leprechaun movies, I guess. But do they really? Well, yeah, that's questionable. I don't know. These things take a life of their own. So that's why they keep making all these movies in franchises that seemingly nobody cares about. I've never met a Leprechaun Stan. Maybe there's one out there. (laughs) Let me know. know, Get to our Twitter or Instagram and tell me. I love live. Die, breathe, leprechaun. Okay, uh, live, laugh, love, leprechaun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let me. I'd like to see your leprechaun shrine. If you have some sort of leprechaun room, I want to hear your leprechaun. Please rhymes. do not yeah. send oh. us your leprechaun shrine. Please do via social media. No, you can send us your rhymes though. Yo, spit some rhymes at us. Spit address hot fire. those to John and Mark only. <laughs> well, any other news, Garrett? Uh, they're making an Insidious side franchise with Kamel Nanjani and Mandy Moore. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know what that's going to be like. Real named actors, I heard. Yeah, it's a franchise spinoff. So I'm interested to see that. Uh, Richard Brake is doing a new horror movie where he plays like a crazy psycho killer. Richard Brake from uh, Rob Zombie's 31. Oh, right. Um, he was the guy in The Monsters who created Herman. Yes. yes. Oh, He's okay. called The Gates. Man, Richard Brake is awesome when he plays like a psycho. So that could be really rad. He's a good actor. But yeah, I mean, just... Oh, also, Mark, hmm. your blessed uh, monster serials. Did you hear? Oh, yes. They were getting a new lady monster, Carmella Creeper. I'm what flavor is that? Caramel apple. Yes. Okay, sign me up. Maybe. And we're getting Monster Mash remix where they add all the monster cereals together into one cereal. Gross? Question mark? Yeah. Probably. Chocolate, blueberry, 
strawberry, and now caramel, apple. Banana. Fruit Brute's banana, I think. Well, he's more of a berry. Mummy, right. the mummy's banana. Yummy mummy, I think, is a banana. The main thing is they all taste like sugar. Yes. So when you put it all together, you're just going to get sugar. Why don't we go ahead and get into 1993's direct-to-video classic, Ticks. This one was directed by Tony Randall. Uh, you might know him as the director of Hellbound Hellraiser 2. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Hellraisin. <laughs> like Raisin Bran? Yes. Hellraisin. I just saw that Tony Randall has a credit for the editor of Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre. Yep. I actually uh, looked this dude up. Seven degrees from that movie has everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> He's also done two movies, like low-budget Skinamax movies called like Inside Her. Yes, he did. Inside Out 2. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, and Inside Out. Um, yeah. And he did one of y'all's favorites. Ooh. Amityville, 1992. It's, it's about time. <gasps> Get out. That explains why this movie is such a banger. <laughs> I went out of this podcast, you guys. Apparently also a 1995 adaptation of the anime Fist of the North Star. Yep. Mm. Mm. Okay. I don't know if I ever saw that one. No. I've seen the show. It's got a lot of producing stuff, too. The special effects were done by Doug Beswick, and probably one of the best parts of the movie is the end credit, John, where it says, hey, this was an idea by Doug Beswick. Yes. How do you get idea by credit? We've been talking about getting at it for the podcast. Yes. That's what we want to see. An idea idea by grave talk podcast we'll sell you our ideas if you're out there directors yeah. and movie producers 20 bucks a pop okay we'll maybe more than that calm That's down it. hold on hold on yeah. mark does not speak for the financials <laughs> of the grave talk podcast i have all money or no money i can't figure it out i'm really bad at uh managing my money but I he's thought like that was listeners i need a place to stay <laughs> <laughs> doug bestwick has credits uh doing a lot of effects work uh started off doing the howling ghostbusters king kong lives a nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors oh wow nightmare on elm street dream child drop dead fred oh, and Tix was his last uh his last <laughs> special effects feature so he worked on a lot of and he was involved with greg nicotero of walking dead creep show fame who did a lot of the uh, Tix effects in this movie i bet he stopped after Tix because he's had this idea the whole since the whole time he's in hollywood and he's been working through movies building his connection then he got his idea made and he's like i'm done <laughs> it doesn't get better than this I am thank you Al Alfonso for being in my tick movie yeah oh my god Alfonso Ribeiro in this movie yes Jesus Christ can we please hurry up and get into this let's get into this so here's who stars in this movie Rosalind Allen as Holly Lambert Rosalind was also in Children of the Corn too mm-hmm. Amy Dolan's playing Dee Dee Davenport I think that's the annoying blonde that was sitting in the sun and goes, I need my shade. She was in Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. She was in the 80s flick Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. And yeah. also Witchboard 2. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Green. Who doesn't know Seth Green? In 1993, there was a lot of Seth Green happening, fellas. I, was this early or was this a little bit later in his like little like nerd rise to stardom? So there were three movies released in 1993 that Seth Green was in. Can't, can't Hardly Wait, wasn't it? No. That was later. In 1990, he was in TV it Stephen right. King's adaptation of it is Ricky oh Richie Richie I didn't realize he was in that yeah yeah he okay. played young Richie in 1993 he did this movie he did arcade which is about a, it's a full moon movie you know the guys who brought you puppet master okay classic you put on a VR headset and then you get wrecked like in, it's like the, oh. the video game kills you it's called arcade okay and airborne 
Don't know that one either. It is an amazing movie about <laughs> rollerblading, and it has Jack Black and Seth Green in it. Yes, wow. Airborne is a fucking rad flick. It's terrible. <laughs> it's great. But it is a... Oh, It's God. trash, but you have to see it. Is that the one where he moves to, like, Iowa? Yes. So yes. He's, he's, Seth he's Green, a surfer, and he moves to Iowa, and since he can't surf, he skates. Well, the main character is Seth Green's cousin. That's and right. he's That's a surfer right. in California, <laughs> but his parents are going on some big trip across seas, and they send him to live with Seth Green in Iowa. Oh. And he's on his bed on his surfboard pretending to surf the waves, bro. That movie sounds so 90s. It is. You it's should watch so it. Okay. At the end, they have a big rollerblade race down a mountain, and kids are getting smashed <laughs> left and right by cars. Which is a ripoff of the movie Thrashing, which is a skateboard race down a mountain. Oh, okay. Starring Josh Brolin's yeah. and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Fucking thrashing, man. You Probably know? better than Airborne. <laughs> also known as Street Gang. So anyway, Let's talk about fucking shitty 90s movies yes, from we here could. on out. we should. But anyway, what I'm saying is your options are open when it comes to 1993 Seth Green. Oh, I would know. probably pick Airborne over all those. Over Ticks? Yes. Ooh, okay. Dude, Airborne's fun. Also starring Virginia Keene as Melissa Danson, Ray Oriel as Rome Hernandez, Alfonso Ribeiro as Daryl Panic Lumley, Peter Scolari as Charles Danson. It's the Scolari brothers! <laughs> I wish. Uh, Michael Medeiros as Jerry, Over. Dina Derrett as Kelly, and Clint Howard as Jarvis Tanner. Jarvis Tanner, he had a fucking name? He had a name. Oh, God, it would have been better if it was just rando dude. There may be a couple other people, but I think that's all that's, that really matters. Uh, yeah. And even then, that was way too many. This movie was shot on a budget of $1.5 million. I have no idea how much it made because it was straight to video. So I assume like $100 million. Clearly. That's yeah. why there's been so many sequels. Ticks 10. Coming soon. <laughs> two ticks, two furious. Love it. Ticks 2, ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get paid for this? I don't know. Anyway. You just answered your own question. <laughs> Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, Tix is sitting at a 71% out of seven reviews. A 71%. Mm-hmm. Now, not critics, right? That's the critic score. No. Yep. Seven seven critics were like, you know what? Yeah. Hi, I'm Tana Johnson in my basement. Uh, I don't really like Tix and I like to review films. I'm a critic. That's the only way that works. Well, man, six out of seven critics approve. I love it. <laughs> 30% with the audience. What? <laughs> there we go. Audience, get That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> Look, this movie can be a 30% and still love it. In yeah. fact, somebody at this fucking podcast may have gone on to Amazon and bought a $35 physical Blu-ray of this movie. You did not. I fucking uh, did. I it used... was the Shout Factory Special Edition. Are you sure it was Shout and not Vinegar no, Syndrome? No, Vinegar Syndrome. That's okay. what it was. I was eyeballing that and I was like I really want to see the making of but I'm not spending $40 There's to a do it. ton of special features and I was like I have to know everything. Okay well you're going to lend that to me when you're done with it because I have to see that stuff. I Hopefully hope... it doesn't end up like your Spookies copy. <laughs> okay well. I hope No leave any... it in the episode. Call this baby to account. A baby ruined Mark's Spookies copy. Just the box. No. I hope there's an answer to my one problem with this movie. So when we get to it in the plot I only have one note. You Just have one? one note. One note. There's there's only one Otherwise, thing. Otherwise, perfect, perfect movie, says Otherwise. John Grave Talk Podcast. <laughs> yes. Where's that on the Vinegar well, Syndrome let's box? Check his, let's check his, um, um, what I, is it, Letterbox. Oh, I didn't log it in Letterbox, but I'd probably give it four stars. I had to take a full star away, though, for how big of a jump cut uh, I noticed okay. when we get there. Here's what the back of the VHS copy has to say about ticks. Mammoth mutant killer insects terrorize a northern California campground in this horrific tale of ecological disaster from the director of Hellbound, colon, Hellraiser 2. 
A group of teenagers on a wilderness weekend encounter a swarm of giant predatory wood ticks mutated to terrifying proportions by growth steroids dumped into the water table by ruthless marijuana farmers. As one by one, the rangers begin to fall victim to the ticks, deadly hallucinatory venom, a brutal forest blaze breaks out, trapping the panic-stricken teens in their cabin. Surrounded by the vicious insects on one side and the fire on the other, their only hope for survival is to rely on each other if they can last that long. They really gave you like two-thirds of the movie there. The fire is only at the very end, too. They make it sound like it's a bigger point than it is. Yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, Are these ticks mammoth? I guess they're mammoth for ticks, so it's all relative. Right. Normally a tick is like... Yeah. What, the size of a rice grain? Pretty much. So, yeah, I guess they are mammoths. One of my favorite things is they're like, you can't squish them. In the whole movie, they just squish them. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about nonsense. Ticks are kind of known for being hard to squish, which we're told by Seth Green's character whenever Alfonso gets a tick on him, right? Mm -hmm. Or his dog does. It's because you don't want to squish them when they're on you because the head stays in you. Right. But then to Garrett's point, once they grow in proportion, apparently they're the easiest thing to pop like fucking popcorn. Well, they're, they're on the ground. They're not. They haven't bit you. But they still squish easy. Well, I've held a tick in my yes, hand and they tried don't to squish. squish. They don't. But so these wait, guys just whoa, pop. whoa, 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 whoa. Let's get back to this tick situation here. What do you mean the head? You can pop the body. The body gets filled with blood. Yes, so you correct. pop the body. Nature's water balloon. Right. And all you've done is squish the body and there's still a little tick head in you and you want to make sure to pull that out. But too. it's dead though, right? It is dead, right, but you still but don't it want it. Okay, not like in this yeah. movie where it starts climbing into your body further. No, but no. yes, yeah, so you can get Lyme disease. That's the big tick thing. Oh, so. yeah. I love limes. So you want to, well, it's not that kind of, it's L-Y-M-E. <laughs> yeah, everything everything into, tastes like Sprite. Yeah, <laughs> your, your skin grows green, but. Is it really? No. Oh. So, yes, this. Yeah, uh, you guys are the worst medical professionals. I've got to quit going to you for my problems. <laughs> yeah, you want to get them out of your body before you kill them for that reason. So, this movie has a lot of energy that I felt. Big from, tick energy. That's what you meant to say. Yes. Uh, really resembles the 1950s atomic giant creature monster movies. You know, the giant ant, tarantula. Mm. Uh, how about the deadly mantis? You know, I got a lot of vibes uh, from that. Yeah, but I believe radiation could do that. That's, that's just one of radiation's powers. I don't know if green sludge can do it, though. Not quite, right? No. Everybody in the 50s, we had just split the atom and unlocked the science behind the atomic bomb. Yeah. So everybody was like, holy shit, we're going to make giant bugs that kill us all, right? That right. was the 50s mentality. Here... What are we doing? Bad, big bad marijuana men are going to spray pesti- uh, pesticides or growth steroids? <laughs> growth you almost steroids. said pestilence. I do. Yeah, which, what is a growth, is there an anti-growth steroid? Aren't all steroids growth steroids? I don't know. I don't think so. No. All right. Well, we can keep saying growth steroid in case it's uh, <laughs> Let's just say steroid from uh, here on out. I, I don't Fair. think plant steroids turn ticks into super ticks. Neither does radiation make you into a giant super monster. It slowly kills you and rots you, mm. but you know. To be determined. Let, TBD, Mark. <laughs> um, the science is out there. Yeah, has anyone radiated a tick? I'm not going to listen to you basically question the science of ticks if you're going to accept giant radioactive monsters and spiders. That's totally believable. Well, look, I'm going <laughs> to to give the 1950s a pass we hadn't even made it to the moon yet <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> if they were just coming up it was scary stuff going on no way <gasps> that's great we landed on the moon in the 90s marijuana has been smoked for thousands of years at this point yeah crops have been grown so the believability of like mutating a tick into some killer monster at this point Mm, that's a that's a little more questionable okay, i do love that their whole operations run by like a hamster in a wheel when they were panning through the their 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 weed setup, it was awesome. 
Right. They're, they're fucking Pee Wee's Big Adventure, like, you know, so house great. montage. Only gross. Yeah, I got that same, ener- yeah, that same, can we say energy all episode now? Big take energy. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the beginning of this movie, we go into a work shed where all this like mousetrap style contraptions is all set up to like spray chemical on stuff. Well, Mark, I hate to interrupt you. Before we get to this movie, mm-hmm. we get the, the uh, production company sequence okay. where we have Film Rise. Uh, an early production company. We've got a couple other, uh, you know, interesting companies that came out and, you know, did their thing. And one company in particular decided to put their title sequence three different times with three different logo animated intros. This is the room level shit where it was, was Zoe Productions three different times. I could not believe I was watching this happen again. I can't believe you noticed that. I couldn't have named one production company. Yeah, it's a production company that has that, like their same title. It's the same production company, but they have like two or three different Amazing. like animated intros and they play both of them or three of them. And I'm just like, Wow. Y'all went for it. Look, they paid a guy. He made five in one day. We're showing them all to get that money's worth. <laughs> it was so funny. Where did you guys watch this? I watched a free copy on YouTube. Same. I rented it on Amazon because I will not watch anything with commercials, and I wasn't willing to risk it. But let me tell you something, Amazon Prime, if you're listening, your digital copy on your servers is fucked up. We had artifacting, we had sound, we had video drop, like half the screen. The digital file they have uploaded to their servers is corrupt. Well, you're the first person who's ever rented That's it. That's what so. I'm saying. I was, we were watching, I was like, that can't be right. Let's rewind it, make sure it wasn't just a little glitch of the network or whatever. No, no, it's embedded into the movie. It's fucked up. Great. I love it. When, they, the, uh, when I watched Maniac Cop 2 on uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. that copy digitally was fucked up as Oof. well. So it's not uncommon for these old it horror movies. really funny, though. I didn't do the Amazon route because I saw it was only in standard def, and I wanted to go the 720 route, That's at right. least. So it looked mm-hmm. a little better on YouTube, I think. Well, I got a high-end copy on its way, Mark, so when that arrives, I'll let you know. 1080. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I had to go. I was really trying to find the special features on the Vinegar Syndrome release so I could get some details. Mm-hmm. The best I could do was find somebody who reviewed the Vinegar Syndrome copy. And they said that in the special features, there was original cut of ticks that completely sucked. So basically, like a tick? yeah, <laughs> no, basically, this is why y'all pay me the big bucks. That's right. You get, you get a percentage of nothing. <laughs> All the stuff with Clint Howard is the reshoot. What? All of it is wait the a minute, reshoot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. No. Yeah. The so whole they, weed subplot. Just oh, no. his stuff. Oh the other two guys running around, they're in the movie. Originally. How did that happen? Did they meet Clint Howard? And was like, you need to be in this movie. Maybe. I don't know. That's why I want to watch the special features. Did he weasel his way into it and convince them to do reshoots and add it into a movie? He just started showing up on set and they were like, all right, come on, Clint. I can tell you without Clint Howard, this movie would be like a one, one and a half (laughs) I don't know about that. This movie was great from start (laughs) to finish. He helped push it to four, but at worst, it'd be a three for me. He's got the best moment in the movie. I'm infested. I did enjoy that part uh, as much as I enjoyed him hilarious. like stepping in the bear trap and be like, whoa. I mean, the, I'm infested was probably the best part of the movie. But uh, my favorite part of his thing was when he walks over to the like the, the, the cut open, destroyed, ripped apart fucking hamster. And he goes, man, you're all messed up. I was like, yeah, obviously, bro. So these ticks are big. They're mammoth. And 
per the movie, they make a very loud scuttling sound whenever they walk. <laughs> they they pitter pat across <laughs> any surface. They're, yeah, they're all wearing like tap dance shoes, and yet no one in this movie—it's <laughs> Gregory Hines as a tick. Yes, no one in this movie can ever find them or hear that they're coming or see them at all. So it's too late. It's kind of a miracle. Well, the the noises is for us, John, the viewer. Oh, the otherwise there would be no sound on screen. I think in real life these insects wouldn't be making. That's any why sense. their eggs roar. Did you not notice that too? I was like, oh my god, the egg just roared. I think that's what tick <laughs> eggs do. So I don't know. Uh, okay, fair point. I assumed that the audio, though, because it was so prevalent and so loud and so obvious, was meant to be like in universe audio as well. But I guess I thought not. so too. Yeah. I, I think I that's mean, what it was supposed to be. I just think we have to like this suspend disbelief with ticks. It is in the movie in universe, yes. But they wanted the movie to pop a little bit more. Okay. Is what I'm saying. You notice how that one weird horny redneck guy was carrying around that whip, and he was like, Jerry. Yeah, I was like, that whip wouldn't make that sound no. with the movement he made. Oh, when he broke out his cat of nine tails, I was like, oh, Jerry, I need to know everything <laughs> about your life. Yes, the, the whole marijuana subplot is its own thing. A lot. It's just fucking bananas. But this movie ticks is what's considered the phrase I hate to say, a creature feature. I don't really like that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, don't I like, like that. It. I don't like the rhyming of it. But anyway. I love things that rhyme. If it rhymes, it shines. <laughs> That's why he loves Leprechaun. <laughs> Good point. Uh, this might be the first creature feature we've had on this podcast. Is the blob what? not a creature feature? The blob is a creature feature. Well, it's from space. I'm thinking like Gremlins is kind of a creature feature. I'm thinking like killer bugs, Animals, okay. right? Animals, the movie Mosquito, Squirm, Night of the Lepus, Guillermo del Toro's The Mimic, you know, the roaches under the subway, mm. that whole kind of thing. I don't think we've done like a killer bug movie is kind of what I meant. No, I guess we haven't done a killer bug movie. That's true. Well, now we have. I mean, we yeah. could get into the actual like what do ticks like really behavior like because I don't know if, so they, they dig their head in, they drink your blood. Mm -hmm. Once they're full, do they just let go? I think they kind of stay there, yeah, man. Forever? Just, yeah. Yeah. It's like a permanent resident? Have you ever seen those pictures of dogs that are just like covered in ticks when Poor they go things. out in the woods? Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. They wait on on leaves and they jump on you. They, yeah. They're big jumpers. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. They're gross. They're, they're not. They're a nasty insect. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate this. Oh, yeah. This is terrifying. I was, that's why I was bringing up the creature feature and all the other bug movies. Like, can you think of any others that really stand out? Like, ticks are fucking horrible. There's that 80s movie, The Nest, that's all about roaches. That's Squirms. Roaches are gross. Yeah. There's worm, the fly, you know, the right? You become a fly. That's, that's fucking not, terrifying. I don't know if I consider that a creature feature. That's more of like a monster body science horror, gone yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. body horror, yeah. <clears throat> There's one I remember watching as a kid called Ants with an exclamation yep. point. And it was a made-to-TV movie with like Suzanne Summers and Stacy Keach and Brian Dennehy. And all I remember is like these people in a hotel sitting and they tore off the wallpaper and rolled it up into funnels and just breathed while all these ants just like covered their bodies. And this guy like freaks out and he jumps out the window trying to get into a swimming pool but misses, eats pavement. Ugh. So. Wow, I, that would terrify me to be covered with bugs and have to breathe through a tube. Yeah, no, these these kind of things. I would be permanently damaged. Yeah, no amount of therapy would ever like make me okay again. Yeah. I fucking hate ants. They're very important to the ecosystem. Anyway, back to ticks. Ticks. ticks so they they don't gross. jump off your body after they get full. No, they're there, man. Yeah, they just permanent okay. gesture. They just so are their heads designed to pull off, or are they just like that dug in that they just get ripped off naturally? Yeah, their little their little mandibles are so strong that it will literally they will tear their body off when you try to pull. I want to tear their body 
off. <laughs> That's a face-off thing. You guys can't see my hand gesture, but I'm doing the face-off thing. Yeah, I'm not really a, like a super tick expert. I just, you know, I like I love to go hiking, so I just know, you know, when you go hiking, do they let go done. when you burn them? Because like the thing is, if you pop them, that doesn't do anything. The head's still inside of you, right? Oh, the whole exploding on contact <laughs> with fire thing is just the thing this movie does. Yes, oh. yeah, it, it actually makes them agitated and they pull out. Yeah, and then okay. you can kill them. Once you get them out of the okay. skin. Yeah, they don't blow up like this movie shows. They're not little. That would be awesome, though. Nature's firecrackers. <laughs> I was like, with those little paper pop things. Yes. <laughs> I'm oh, so not going outside ever again. Well, yeah, it sucks, but, you know, it's just part of nature. And they're not, like, as Nature's prevalent terrible. <laughs> in uh, at least this part of Texas as in some other places. Wow. Okay. So they don't explode on contact. No. They are little <laughs> vicious bastards. Okay. Interesting. Do they, and they'll eat anything with blood, right? It's mostly like a, I mean, humans definitely get them all the time, but it's really more of a dog thing because dogs are always running into bushes and shit. Fucking and dogs, man. You just got to, you know, give them their medicine. Hmm. Parasitic arachnids, if you didn't know they belonged to the arachnids. Really? The arachnid? Huh. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. That's even scarier. So they're like blood spiders. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I fucking hate everything about this. Let's talk about this movie, which I did enjoy. How does this one kick off? Well, after we get through the weird factory, we see it dropping the green, what I called toxic sludge, because at the time I didn't realize it was supposed to be steroids. It's like neon green. Well, we, we get we get a giant weed growing facility. And I was like, oh, we've got weed. So this is going to be highbrow at some point. Mm, definitely. But um, and then we start getting the, the machinery run by the hamster. And yeah, you're right. We get like this toxic, gooey sludge. It looks like that old like ecto ooze yeah. stuff from when you were a kid and I was like what the fuck is it I was like are they making like a, a weed paste a weed compound yeah. are you injecting weed now like what is this I assumed we were watching the invention of hemp beer someone's <laughs> growing hemp beer finally the taste of beer and hemp together they, they exist oh, so not good. well the toxic goo falls into the earth which then apparently is just infested with ticks and we get I thought it fell into a grate which went into a, oh, yes, a sewer system which leads to beg begs the question not leads to beg um, that this shack in the fucking upper northern California woods has an entire underground sewer True. system You'd probably have a septic tank, if anything. Now, that'd be something. A bunch of ticks coming out of a shit-filled septic tank. There's okay. a visual at for you. At the end, when the propane tank blows up, I thought that was a septic tank at first. And I was like, why are they showing that? And then it blew up. And I was like, oh, it's propane. propane. I was like, that would have been really different if the septic tank blew up. Shit starts raining everywhere. Uh, and then it cuts to Seth Green and his dad. I don't remember Seth Green's real name. Tyler. Tyler. Seth Green. Seth Green's well, real name is Seth Green, John. In this movie, Tyler and his dad. And his dad's just like... All right, enjoy going to the fucking wilderness. I don't really remember no, this no, no. speech, but... He's like, look, if there was any other way, I'd do it. But this is all I can think of. So you're going to go spend time in the wilderness and I got to go. And I was <laughs> like, I love this movie. And then... All of Tyler's problems start and end with father <laughs> abandonment. Dude, and he's still doing it in this movie. This is so fucked up. Because we find out later that his dad like abandoned him in the wilderness. And then his... Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And then like, like I guess... on purpose or just lost him? He got drunk and yeah. wandered off. <laughs> Wait, really? Did yes. they actually say that? Yeah. What? <laughs> Tyler. So he's like lost in the woods for three days before he finds his way home. And now his dad's like, you need to go back to the woods. Yeah. Great thinking, dad. <laughs> he says that... To the scene of the crime. <laughs> Tyler, a.k.a. Seth Green's character, says that all he remembers from this fugue state he was in was <laughs> hugging a tree until somebody found him. 
<laughs> I was like, what? And his dad's then he's like, you're going back in the woods. Bye. And if you're curious what that looks like, don't worry. They show you. They have a flashback scene immediately. We're five minutes into this movie and we're already having flashback scenes. Tyler goes through PTSD throughout the entire movie as soon as he's left alone. It's amazing. And this is like a classic 80s to 90s parenting, though, where they're just like, okay, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, and so they, he drops him off under this overpass. Yes, and, and if you don't know this overpass, if you've ever played GTA, you immediately know this overpass. <laughs> it's like in the hood, and his dad's just like, all right, I gotta go fucking get drunk. See you later. So what is it, what's happening exactly? We're gonna have a van of adults show up and pick these troubled teens up and take them out to the woods for if what? Matt Foley came out of that van. <laughs> like, take your teens down to the river. Okay. <laughs> I wish. I really don't know what's happening okay, because I because well, here's I know what they say is happening, but these well, counselors you know what's happening. No, because these counselors are the worst counselors that have ever. I don't think they're counselors. I think this is just a couple, just not even a married <laughs> couple. <laughs> they're living in sin out of wedlock. They're supposedly taking these kids out away from the urban environment to reconnect with nature so that they would stop being little hoodlums or well, not all hoodlums. They're also a mix of like hoodlums and one girl was raped. Tyler. Is oh, yeah. Like you want to drop that on us at the fucking like, like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I had that note being like, OK, stop this movie. Like, what is going on here? I was making fun of that character, calling her the sad emo kid throughout the entire thing until she's like, and I was raped. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like what movie? But don't worry, because once we'll get to this, we'll get to when she starts talking, that's all behind her. She's totally healed. Nature healed her. This movie's so fucked up. The power of fishing in a boggy creek. No, yes. no, no, guys, let's get to that in a minute because there's so much to say okay. about that shit. So we're, we're under the bridge. Tyler's dropped off in the hood, and this is where we meet Panic, who Daryl, aka Alfonso Rivera, who's the most gangster gangster I've ever seen in on film. Boys in the hood, get out of here. <laughs> Ticks. Okay. You thought his, his portrayal as the bad boy oh, was good? So believable. I was like, this guy's seen some shit. <laughs> He's seen ticks. <laughs> Just so you know, he's still acting in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air at this time. Wait, was he? I thought this wow. might have been before Fresh Prince. This is in the middle. The middle? Fresh Prince ended in 1996. Are you sure this movie didn't get like made and then been held in the can as he was working on Fresh Prince. I really got don't. Fresh <laughs> Prince time. I very much doubt Wow. That. So one day he is dancing the Carlton and the other day he's out there going, if you miss, I kill you. <laughs> well, he Basketball, walks, he means. He walks up under the bridge and he's like, We're going to play a game, Holmes. Here's the deal. You sing a gimme, you live. You brick, you don't. See, they call me panic because I never do. How about you? Literally, the script of this movie could be my notes. I wanted to write down every single word that came out of every character's mouth. It is insane. Uh, we're about to get to my, one of my favorites where he goes, do I look Mexican to you? And Seth Green goes, yes. <laughs> right. So Panic says he's going to stab Seth Green if he doesn't make a basket. Yes. He but makes two baskets. Seth, sleeper basketball hustler. Swish, swish. How come we never got an Eddie Furlong, Seth Green, like, buddy cop flick? Different. Underage cops. <laughs> would they have been the same age in 92? When maybe, did T2 yeah, come out? Yeah, 91, 92. Yeah, they would have been the same age. Okay. Yeah, we really lost. The bad boys of cinema. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So the van shows up with our adults. I don't know why they made this the pickup target, not like their office or their home or anywhere else. Because you go to where the troubled kids are under a bridge. <laughs> then why not pick them up from their houses? It, it makes anyway. look, everything about this screams legal problem. Yeah. Right. 
So they make their way out to the wilderness. We're introduced. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right, you want to do the, the yes, introduce yes. our characters? We're introducing our characters because okay. out of the van comes two girls. One of them is the daughter of the uh, the dad, who's, I guess it's his idea to do this. I think he's a psychiatrist. He's shit at that. The and adults are named Chuck and Holly. Okay, Chuck is like, I think he's a psychiatrist. Like, I'm going to take these kids out and see if like having them bond in nature together will break them through their trauma. Like he knows what their issues are, and he's like, "This is the only way I can think of to like get them to like you know kind of come out of their shells." Yeah, I, and like, then Holly is there just to basically help because she believes in the cause, I guess. But they're banging. They're so, but they're so bad. So Chuck, I believe that is like what the movie wants you to think. But then he's doing his little captain's log, like as soon as they get there, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm not optimistic that these kids are gonna gel or anything good's gonna happen." Like, dude, you've been here for five minutes and you're already giving up on them. Yeah, first out, right out the gate. <laughs> he's just he just wants to go bang holly like I he gives two shits this about is a tax right off for this yeah. dude but yeah so we get the two girls one of them is his daughter and the other one is um what's her name melissa carrie chelsea melissa's this daughter melissa's the daughter and kelly 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 kelly's the one who we find out later on out of nowhere got raped she's just being real quiet in the van and then out of nowhere pulls up in a fucking bmw or like mercedes type thing red convertible in it red convertible like mm-hmm. high-end car is rome and his girlfriend i don't remember the fuck her name blondie mcgee i believe it's dd dd and she gets out and she's like here take my bags to seth green and he's like who am i valet and he's like welcome to the club bro and he, but his backstory is look her dad said I couldn't date her. And I said, buy me a Mercedes and I'll leave. And he was like, done. Little did he know I was going to take her with me. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, in about 30 minutes, that thing is going to be up on blocks, missing its tires. <laughs> he left that fucking convertible <laughs> under the bridge. <laughs> under the bridge. Yeah. I forgot with about With the that. top down. What an idiot. Yeah. Not that it would have mattered if the top was up, but at least it would have given the illusion a of safety. Using that is a fancy toilet. That's all I got to say. <laughs> So anyway, they go to the woods and then we get like this beautiful like five minute montage of like stock footage of the woods in this van. And it's like visit the beautiful mountains. Now, I didn't know if they went to a different place or they went to Northern California because they're in L.A. According so to the like, back of the box, Northern California. OK, that's a fucking yeah, trek, bro. It, that is a drive. I don't think they got there in one day. They well, acted like it was around the corner. Yeah. They're, they're, cause at one point, they get a flat tire, right? Yeah. They have a blowout and stop. And then we don't. Luckily, we don't have to watch the whole tire change. That would have been amazing. <laughs> no, because the next thing we do, we go to the uh, the local town of Northern California where they pull up and all those like tough young gentlemen thugs on the uh, porch, which I thought was going to be a, a point of contention, a, a story beat. No. Yeah. Just a bunch of teenagers hanging out, being rowdy on a porch. No, what we do instead is, is everyone's getting out of the car. Um, Alfonso, we got to call them their names. Panic, Panic. and um, Tyler. Go through everyone's bag and start stealing shit. Well, it's just Panic. Tyler's yeah. just watching. He's like, what are you doing, bro? I don't know. You're going to see. Look, he's got all these blue pills. Share the wealth, my man. And he just takes the whole bag. And then fucking Uncle Jesse, a.k.a. Rome, like never once asked where his freaking pills are throughout the whole movie. Well, because he didn't need them yet. What do you mean? Those they are, were there those, for like two those days. Are emergency steroids. Oh, he's already he, he got juiced before. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's still riding steroids. that juice. All right. Fair enough. So, yes, they basically steal like a bunch of stuff and um, condoms. Yeah. And steroids, condom and steroids. It's all you need in life. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so anyway, that happens. And then we get introduced inside to our local Jerry, who is your classic kind of, you know, hillbilly, you know, 
I want to say deliverance. No, you know what? I am going to say deliverance. Yeah. We have the deliverance scene later on in this movie. Jerry's horrible. He's the worst. He's the worst. I called him horny redneck the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Again, a scene in the 80s, 90s where these teens are being used as sexual objects for the characters in the movie. He's getting all horny behind the glass of the van. Well, he's touching what's-her-face's hair, and she's like, I got to go. And he's like, he goes to the van and follows. And he's like, where you going, pretty boy? And then as he's leaving, um, his buddy goes, Jerry, behave yourself. And then he goes, I will. And then he whips his cat of nine tails. This is where we see that Jerry walks around with a cat of nine tails. And I was like, uh, stop. Whatever's going on here, this is the movie. That man needs to be locked up. Bro, you got to stay strapped on these streets. So <laughs> <laughs> The mean streets of Northern California, rural. Yeah. Well, that's why he only brings his cat of nine tails. Right. So these guys are marijuana growers. And one of the things I was actually going to bring up is like, I felt that this high stakes marijuana farmer thing was bullshit. I was like, it's not meth. It's not meth labby. It's not making crack cocaine. Oh, they don't fuck around up there. Is it serious? It, it can get serious. There's some documentaries and shit on the, the Netflix about it. Okay. Yeah. I thought this was just more of that Nancy Reagan holdover from the 80s, don't do drugs fucking... You know, I felt that energy yeah. in the movie. Oh, big time. You know it, what I mean? It was borderline reefer madness at times. So <laughs> right, yes. I think they over, you know, because the, the characters were so bumbling. I mean, I believe, I, I mean, I'm sure drug dealers are not, you know, or drug growers maybe aren't the nicest people, but. I'm sure there can be some really nice ones too. Some of them, sure. So uh, were you guys under the impression, I was not, I thought there was two different weed operations happening in this movie. We had Horny Jerry yeah. and his I don't even know. Sir. Sir. You can call him Sir. That's all his name is, right? He's got his little comb and his quaff. I, I could not place what this character was supposed to be. I thought it was be. a Southern gentleman. Was he? That was <laughs> in Northern California? <laughs> Excuse me, but I pardon to say that the weed is in full bloom. Yeah, I say, I say, hey, these ticks are really <laughs> messing me up. <laughs> that was another thing. We're not in like, you know, like, you know yes. Kansas or wherever these type of characters would be. So I was like, wait a minute. What's happening here? Oh, he rolled in like a Rolling Stone. So we got Sir and Jerry's operation. Yes. And then Clint Howard's separate operation. That's what I thought. Right? I thought that as well. Yes. I think that's what happens. Okay. In Northern California, that is a cash crop. Uh, there's a lot of people up there who grow. So so I'm sure that everyone's got their own thing going on to some degree for those that dabble. Yeah, you call it weed country up there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big old poster at this gas station that said, Mary Juana with an H <laughs> is the assassin of youth. Ooh, Holy okay. shit. I'm excited to get my high def copy because I actually paused the screen to see if I could read the warning signs and the missing posters. <laughs> and I was like, there's got to be some good information on this. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Also, that copy you're getting is going to have nine minutes of extra footage. And <gasps> I really want to know what that is. What? Yeah. Extended. Marijuana rants. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no. During all this, we are cutting back to Clint Howard's character who's working on his grow operation mm -hmm. with his mouse trappy bullshit and this is this where he decides to yes. step on a bear trap well this is where he decides that you know because like any good illegal operation you want to have protection and he decides i'm going to use bear traps around my property which honestly is a real thing that happens and yo i get it but at the same time maybe don't do it inside your living room in the middle of his barn that he's working in he sets the trap so his he can shack his palatial shack so he can step on it here in about four minutes which he does, and I think he has on his leg for the rest of the movie. Well, let's let's also take a moment to really drink in. Grab your straws, ladies and gentlemen. Let's drink in Clint Howard's character with his single eagle feather earring that he has, mm -hmm. his Keith Flint from the Prodigy hair that he's got going on, his sleeveless ripped T-shirt 
which is like got holes in it, but surprisingly clean. He has got like, I want to say puka shell necklaces, but he's got like the weirdest necklaces on. And he's listening to like the BBC. It sounds like your classic 90s drug dealer. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And he's just like talking. He's like, we don't have 401ks. You know, we got to invest in ourselves. We don't have health care. Like, it's like the, the juxtaposition of like, oh, no, shady, like country weed grower. And then it's all like, ah, the global economy. And since you've brought up wardrobe, let's go ahead and mention Panic. Alfonso's character is wearing a fucking trench coat. A duster. A duster yeah. with like a backwards hat, sunglasses, and blue zigzaggy pants. Love yeah, it. Zubas. He's wearing Zubas. Is that what those were? Yeah, he's wearing Zubas. <laughs> I was like, holy smokes. This is 90s as fuck. Yeah. And then over, uh, Seth Green's wearing like a camo jacket that could fit three other people in it. Peak 90s. Yeah. You know, I miss though. I wish that all our clothes were giant again. It looks so comfortable. Well, it's coming back I around, I still John. wear baggy clothes you guys yeah. the 90s I mean, fashion is coming back yeah, you're for, in luck uh, good finally <laughs> remember when they, we'd all wear t-shirts with button-ups and then not button the button-ups yeah. that, that was, was my go-to style yeah. dude i was mr unbuttoned button up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> bring it back <laughs> they call me billy unbutton <laughs> <laughs> so while clint howard's character is working in his his barn we saw that one of the uh pupa cocoons cocoons yeah gets the drippings on it the steroid, this green slime, and it starts to grow and pulsate. I'm going to make a porno call and get the drippings on it. <laughs> it's amazing how fast the drip works. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's steroids, baby. Within Instant. minutes. 90s would have us believe that steroids are the, like the worst drug ever. Yeah. You look at a steroid and that's it. Balls fall right pumped. off. <laughs> feel pumped. That cocoon pops open and we got a, a tick the size of a tarantula that has, is now running around this grow operation. Super tick. And it runs across Clint Howard's foot. <laughs> now, I actually really thought the tick uh, special effects work were pretty good. Yes. I enjoyed it. I really want to know how they made a move. Yeah. Because they, because I don't think there's a they lot of... They look like rubbery puppets, but they look articulated. Yes. It was really well done. So he gets spooked. He's like, what the fuck? And then he goes up to these pipes in his barn where the operation's happening, and he puts his face right up to the darkness. You know, this, like you do. This happens in this movie so many damn times. People get their face right right up next to the fucking cocoon or a dark place where a bug or thing just went into. Terrible. You deserve yeah. to fucking be messed Even up. Even if you don't know that you're in a horror movie, what, no. what are you doing? You can't, getting closer to pitch darkness doesn't make you see any better. <laughs> Poke into the darkness with a stick and yeah. see what happens. Get a flashlight. All those are better options yeah. than sticking your face into the black abyss that has the creature in it. Okay? But that's what happens. Tick jumps out and like lands on some pipes right in front of his face and Clint gets fucking spooked, wanders backwards and steps. Stumbles backwards. Okay, fair enough. Stumbles backwards and steps right on that bear trap. Mm. Boom. Ah! He's on the ground. And we'll come back to him later. That's Clint down. Yeah. Well, doesn't he get the, doesn't the tick fall on his face at this point? Oh, right. Yes. There's a bunch he of He looks up and there's a cocoons. bunch of little like mini like cocoons above his head. Then one falls down. And before it lands on his face, we fade, we cut the black. Our group of teens have arrived at the campgrounds they're going to stay at. And they're all just kind of wandering about doing their own thing. Picking out bunks. You find out that the girls and the boys have different cabins. I only saw one cabin the whole time. Yeah. But evidently they're in different locations because, you know. Safety first. Tyler comes across a cocoon right in the there closet. in the closet. And this cocoon is huge. And what is he? He's like, I better poke at this with a stick. Oh, yes. What? Um, what? <laughs> also, shout outs to the subtitles of this movie because when he pokes it and the stuff that starts dripping, it goes ploop. <laughs> it just says ploop in parentheses. And I was like, classic. Just like the old Batman comics. Ploop. <laughs> Bamf. Uh, ridiculous. This cocoon, though, 
is like what? What are we watermelon talking? Watermelon like size? Yeah, like a small watermelon or a you cantaloupe. Know, a cantaloupe. Yeah, and they're they're just like, Ugh, gross, bro. Get it out of here. And that's the end of that. Yeah. They don't go, hey Chuck, hey Holly, the fuck is this thing? Have you ever seen anything like this in the world before? No. Well, yeah. So you think they would? This isn't standards wood stuff. They tell they tell Tyler, this is your room with the ticks or whatever. Do you uh, notice how Tyler immediately becomes the bitch of the group? Yeah, poor For, dude. Everybody just starts dunking on him. Yeah. Like, look at look at Seth Green though. That's just <laughs> the '90s man standard 101. Well, he messed up. He should have just punched Panic right in the face. That's you. You find the biggest guy. Yeah. You punch him in the face. <laughs> it's like prison. Yeah. Also, real quick, we skipped over it, but at the gas station there was a dude. I think it was Jerry who was drinking his beer out of a brown paper sack, and I was like, if there's one place in America you don't need to drink a beer out of a brown paper sack in public, it's this place. Yeah, you don't have to be nonchalant about it. <laughs> it I'm sure. So that hilarious to me. Everybody's drinking Miller Light out in the open here, even the children. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff shooting up in his car. I mean, you yeah. name it. Especially the children. So each of these cocoons actually going to contain more than one tick. Yeah. Oh, really? So you see like when that when the ploop happens and Seth Green pokes at it, multiple little larvae kind of pop Scat. out. Oh, I thought that was just chunks of goob. No, those are separate ticks, man. Oh, mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. That's even worse. It is worse. Yeah. It's like a spider sack. Arachnid. Oh, you know, yeah. You know? It's still one of the scariest things in existence is watching a spider with all the little spider babies on its back. Yeah. Ugh. So fucking nature. bugs, man. Shit. Fuck this. Let's torch nature. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry, Canada. We're working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> so Tyler and Melissa go out in the woods. And this is where I got my first question of the movie. It's not my problem with the movie. This is the place <laughs> where you got the first question yes, of the movie. I was on board the whole time. But does Tyler have special powers? Because he's telling Melissa, I can I get a sense when it's ever something bad's about he's to happen. He's got an arachnid sense, if yeah. you will. Yes. A spidey sense. If oh. You will. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he does have some sort of spidey sense. Uh, so is he no, magical? No, he's got a tick tingle. Oh, a tick tingle. Yes. <laughs> Comes from that big tick energy. That's right. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe when he was hugging that tree as a child. He a got bunch bit of, by a tick. Yeah. It gave him and now he goes out in the world in a giant blue suit and yells spoon at oh, things. I, I love it. I'm si- Sign me up. Yes, this is his origin story. Oh, that's yep. a reference to the tick comic. Yeah. It is. Okay, my bad. So they're talking and it's really inconsequential. They're talking in the woods. Yeah. yeah, inconsequential conversation, but a tick latches onto Melissa's back. Well, she back. keeps moving backwards more and more close to a tree and then there's a, a an egg, exactly. a caviar yeah. egg that's sitting there and she kind of like slowly, and you're like, you're like is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? This- and the whole time, Seth is just, or Tyler's just being like, I... I, I get weird. I black out. I want to faint. And I'm like, this is not going to be good for him. And I got to be honest with you. Their awareness is like zero because this is a giant sack on a tree that is pulsating with fucking. It wants to get it's out. It's making so noise. It's badly. growling. <laughs> it's like, man, let me get that back like right now. And you're just like, what is happening? It's negative awareness. Let They're, me okay. get that back. <laughs> because when the tick gets on her, this giant tick must weigh at least a pound. She's like, there's nothing. What? You're just kidding. There's nothing nothing on my back and there's this tick just latched on like to her whole spine this tick is the size of a double meat burger yes okay it's huge you would you would feel the mandibles go straight into your skin and she's like wait i have something on my back it is latched in yeah and it's like yeah. you didn't feel that Yeah, because he gets a stick and he's trying to like knock it off and she's like ow 
it hurts. What are you doing? And it's like, obviously, he's knocking some bullshit off your back that's dug into your back, lady. But I didn't feel the attack, but no. I feel you're trying to pull it off now. Sure. Ugh. Okay, movie. So unaware, but still not my main problem with the movie. <laughs> so he does knock it off, but the stick is like latched in its mandible, and so it runs off with the stick. This is the goofiest little thing in the whole movie. This little tick runs off with a stick oh. in its mouth. Love what? it. Anytime the tick runs off with something, yes. I, my heart melts. Yes. <laughs> Your heart melts. Yeah, I'm like, oh, look at that little tick running yeah, off. Little beauty. Oh. You like this more than tick with the syringe yeah, in its back. I'm saying, like, to John's point, anytime a tick had something on its body, I was in for it. It was so oh. goofy and fun. Dude, those people, uh, we'll get there, but man, they must have actively been trying to not see the tick. It's a fucking syringe running around. Anyway. And these cocoons are like gross green brown hanging off the trees. They're like white compared to brown. You don't miss them. No. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere in the every every time we go to a new scene. Everywhere camp- you look, everywhere <laughs> there's a tick waiting to bite on you. <laughs> But yes, every time we go to a new scene, it pans through the woods and just shows all the cocoons of the ticks everywhere. Yeah. How are they not seeing these things? Magic, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> Melissa and Tyler run, <laughs> run back to the the yeah, like their little camp area where they're, they're making burgers. Yes. And they're like, there's something in the woods. I don't know what it was. I was attacked. And the adults are just like, bullshit. Yeah. Bugs don't attack you unless you attack them. Chuck, right? Chuck yeah. was a dead. Chuck, yeah. Chuck was all like, guys. Seriously, you got to calm down. You're just being crazy. And it's like, you know, they have mental and emotional issues. And you're all like, y'all are overreacting. You're being crazy. Calm down. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're ter- Again, I don't think he's licensed. No, he's no. definitely I think not. Chuck has basically decided to take a vacation with random people's kids. <laughs> when he gets home from this he's trip. He's going to be on a list. <laughs> you know, he should be put in jail for gross negligence he's is what's going to happen. Right. He's the real criminal in this movie. Yeah. He's just like, y'all, it's just nature. Yeah. You're just out in nature they're mocking him they're like oh did a bug get on you <laughs> and it's like motherfucker yeah. why didn't they show them her back those mandibles must have left a mark and look and go chuck it was the size of a water burger you asshole that's not nature yeah. i don't think you want to use water burger as the point of measurement <laughs> right. in california in and out double meat yeah. uh, animal style okay it was huge Should just be like, look right over there they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> you're eating a tick <laughs> but tyler correctly goes once again the Adults aren't believing the kids. And I was like, well, at least they put that in the movie because this is stupid. So then Sir and Jerry walk up and they're like, howdy. Well, you guys might want to be careful around here because, um, uh, you know, people be making the, the marijuana and uh, we don't want y'all to get in trouble. Uh, you know, some people out there real crazy. And Jerry's just like eyeballing Melissa still just like, mm, daddy wants a drink. And it's like, oh, God, dude, you're so fucking weird. Creepy. Whipping his little fucking cat and nine tail thing. And it's like, bro, put it away. That's <laughs> his move, man. He's put, maybe he's knocking away ticks with it. I don't know. That's how he flirts. <laughs> <laughs> But um, basically, they're like, okay, you can go now. And he's like, y'all have a nice evening, and I'll be careful out there. And then they walk away. Weird scene. They're just to let you know that there's like weird, like weed growing operations and bad shit can happen. Mm-hmm. I think that they were sizing them up like, we're going to rob these motherfuckers. I could see that. Definitely a possibility for sure. We cut back to Clint Howard who wakes up and I thought he died. I did too. But he's still around. But now he's got ticks inside of his leg. Like it does that little effect where you can see the bulge from under the skin running around and he's got a gun and he's shooting at his own leg. Oh God. When he shoots himself (laughs) in the leg, he's just like, ah, it's in me. Pow, pow, pow. It's like that. So I started blasting. I was like, what are you doing, man? How do you miss that lump? If you're going to shoot yourself in the leg, make sure you hit the target. 
Or just why shoot yourself? I guess he's in, he's freaking out, yeah. right? I mean, he or just put the barrel right up to the lump and then blow it away. Better idea though, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's hard to think when you got a bear trap on your leg and some sort of creature crawling up you, and it's on like in his face or some shit. Not this point, right? Yeah, is his face all buggy? I think it's getting there. I don't remember what he looks like, but he looks all fucked. He's up. getting yeah. Yeah, he's getting messed up. Multiple ticks in him or on him or go, is going on right now. Is yeah. this the end of poor Clint? Oh wait, I think this is where they fall on his face. I think earlier they didn't fall on his face. I think he just like passed out or whatever, right? Could be. Tough to remember. Anyway, so basically he disappears after this point. We don't really see much of Clint Howard's character anymore. We think he died from the self-inflicted gunshot. (laughs) He gets ticked. We cut back to our campers in, in a comedy of errors type scenario. Holly and Chuck have gone to bed at like seven o'clock yes. bone zoning it while all the kids are wandering around camp unattended. Trying feet, to start a away, fire. Feet away from the building itself. <laughs> Outside of the window, literally. Yeah. And so this this fire is huge and he sees it and he's like, what are those stupid kids doing? You're so dumb. And he's like throwing dirt on it. It's like, why were you not supervising well, them? Because Rome got, gets gasoline from the van. Yeah. Siphons gasoline out of the van and dumps it on to the fire and then Seth's like or Tyler's like no wait that's too much whoosh and the fireball that comes through the window when those two were in bed would have burned down the cabin tremendous and so he's all upset right kind of rightfully so but also not really because you should have done this yeah you took these kids into from an urban environment into the woods and they're like good luck well he says he says we're in a burn band it's like everything's super flammable you could have burned this whole fucking place down so that's why he's did he tell any of that no no, well he is like there were signs didn't you see them and they're like nope and he's like you dumb son of a (laughs) bitches and it's like god dude he is so angry from getting cock blocked by these idiots is what's happening well he was like he's like they're like well we're worried you and then like Melissa the daughter goes like what were you upstairs trying to fuck Holly and then Holly's like uh yeah <laughs> looks at the ground like ah shucks they're on to us That's and then exactly he, wa- he wanders off Chuck's like I don't have time for this yeah it's like you should what else are you gonna go do we forgot to mention that panic brought his dog with him oh so now we're gonna get a POV camera scene we get tick vision what do you what, Garrett did you like tick vision capitals two exclamation point <laughs> tick vision what oh you wrote it down oh, nice so happy I honestly didn't mind when it's small things like this, you're going to have to kind of have some arachnid small bug vision. Again, I'm not always a fan of monster vision, but I thought it was okay in this. It was pretty limited at first. It got pretty bad at the end, but yeah, I think it worked well enough in this it's movie. fine. Yeah. The problem is sometimes the camera angles were way higher than a tick should have been. And so I was like, am I in tick vision? Am I in Jerry vision? <laughs> like what, where, where, where am I at? Panic is not watching his dog. His dog is off on its own somewhere in the woods and gets attacked by the He's in the mean streets of LA. He can handle himself in the woods. But the way this guy loses his shit over his animal, he should have been Mm -hmm. supervising that dog. Yeah, Yeah. don't leave your dog to just wander in the woods. There's so many bad things that can happen. Also, most dogs don't really just wander off by themselves for hours. They're kind of like, I'm going to go back and hang out with my human. Yeah, they usually want to hang out with you. That's been my experience, yeah. Agreed. Most dogs are like that. This one's off in the woods and it gets attacked by the ticks. That was too much. I hated this This whole part. Movie kills animals. Like, and you watch it, like, have a little seizure. I hated all of this. I was like, oh, I wish I could fast forward this. So the dog's body gets infested with ticks, and it's shaking on the ground when Panic and Tyler come across it, and they find the dog. What's great about this scene is you can tell the dog is actually alive and is just playing dead, and there's someone behind the dog shaking the dog. Because <laughs> you can see the dog's eyes open. He's like, I'm just doing what I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> 
but they freak out in movie. They're mm-hmm. like, holy shit, my dog is dead. He's like, go get help, Tyler. And Tyler runs off and gets Chuck. Alfonso Ribeiro is walking back with his dog like a someone carrying their buddy out of Vietnam. Dude, yeah, I was like, is this from Platoon? What's it happening here? Like, I would have loved if Alfonso falls to his knees like, yes. And the dog's name is Brutus, and Panic just keeps going, Brutus, oh, b- 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 Brutus. You I too, believe- Brutus. <laughs> well, then he pulls a fucking knife on uh, Tyler, and he's just like, he's like, look, man, I'm sorry. Something, sometimes things happen. He's like, you think something happens? And it's like, yo, now you're threatening him with knife point? And Ty, yeah, Tyler's just trying to calm him down. Yeah. So how did y'all feel about Seth Green being our like main have-it-all-together character? I mean, up until the very end with the swing, I feel like he just sort of plods along, so right. he didn't really bother me. He's not the heroic type until the very end. Yeah. So. And even then, it just felt kind of like, well, if no one else is going to do it, I was like, oh boy. So they call the sheriff when the dog dies, and they're like, what the fuck? And the sheriff's like, I don't know, take him to the vet. And then he goes, yo, someone's missing. We haven't seen him. Yeah. I was like, Chuck, calm down, bro. You, you seem very guilty right there. But the sheriff's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but they're talking about Clint Howard. Oh. They're like, we've been missing this guy and didn't come home last night. And that's yeah. Clint. I didn't put two mm. and two together because I'm not didn't smart. Didn't come home last night. That man lives in that shack. I would put money down on it. Yeah, I who, believe you. Who reported a missing? His brother, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Howard. Actually, the sheriff's played by Howard, too. It might Ooh. be another Howard. Two for one Howards. Yeah. But the best part is when they go, Sheriff, you want something to eat? And he's like, Yeah. Comes over and looks and see what Holly's cooking. What Holly's cooking isn't, it can't be classified as food. I don't know. It is fucking crimes against humanity. (laughs) It's fucking burnt hamburger buns covered in some sort of Crisco or mayonnaise. And it's like, (laughs) and he's like, uh uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm fixing to leave, so. And then they go to the vet to figure out what's going on with the dog. Yes. Because they're like, well, we'll take the dog to the vet tomorrow and see what happens. I'm glad this town has a vet. Uh, but they take the dog into the vet, and Dr. Good and Plenty is going to basically, I guess, do tests, and she sticks a syringe in the dog to pull blood out, and then the tick I sucks the blood back out of the fucking <laughs> syringe back into the dog's body. They play back and forth. I love the scene. This is a great fucking scene. I so good. So hard. I was just like, like, what the heck? She pulls it again. It's like, and I was like, if there was a little slurpy like, sound afterwards, I'd love that. So just to give you an idea, there's a giant hole in the bottom of this dog. It is covered in green slime when they find it. And they're like, we should take it to the vet to find out what exactly happened. I think she goes, it's not a snake bite. I'm like, no shit. No fucking duh. Also, there's no blood in the body of the dog. She can't find any. She keeps puncturing and looking for blood. She's like, this is weird. Yeah. It's <laughs> you, tug of war. Yeah. It's, it's basically, she's like trying to pull blood out, but she's actually in the tick itself. Which, again, this doesn't make sense, like, science-wise, but it was such a visually fun scene. And so, like, as they're doing this, she's like, what the fudge? And then out of the fucking body pops the tick with the syringe stuck in its back. <laughs> it's very uh, face hugger looking in this particular scene. Uh, yeah. Or does she pull it out with a... She pulls it out. Right. She pulls it out with the tongs. Yeah, and then it's like, clock, 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 and it startles her, and she drops it, and then they're like, lock down the lab. I will we not can't. fault anyone for that. No, I'll if definitely not. If a bug not. looks dead and it starts moving, I'm not going to fault you for dropping Especially the shit out of that. some giant, previously unknown bug. So she's like, lock down the lab. We can't let and it they, leave. And they cover the, like, the little slats under the door so it can't escape, so it's in the room. Now, this is the thing that kind of like got me because earlier in the thing Seth Green's character and um, Panic had this little talk about like oh that's a tick because the one was found on the dog and he's like they can't be squished they're so hard to you know they're so invulnerable they can't be squished and yada 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 and you're like oh okay I thought that was going to be the crux of the whole movie of like because of this we have to use fire and no 
this thing runs around the office. They're doing the whole like face hugger, like where is it in the facility type it's thing. so stupid though. It's almost comical. It's got to be intentional because it'd be like, you know, the one character walks in front of the camera and then the tick like scurries right behind them. It I is, think it, this was played. I think this movie knew what it was. Yeah, it had to be I think this movie definitely was like, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some creepy stuff, but then we're going to have a little bit of like, you know, kind of like, haha moments too. I mean, having Tyler down on all fours, look for this tick. <laughs> like it's another scene where it's just going to jump right in your Get face. Get up on a table and survey the thing from the air. <laughs> but what do they do? They ca- they actually get the tick and just like step on it? It yeah. runs across and then squish. And then Chuck steps on it. The vet. Oh, no, no. The vet does. And she the, goes, when in doubt, stomp or squish. Squish. And I was like, the vet has a one-liner? All right, <laughs> calm down there, I know. Sylvester. I also wrote that down too. I was just like, wow, even the vet's got a one-liner. <laughs> but then the vet says something that was very strange. She says, it appears to be covered in some sort of herbal stimulant that makes things grow faster. And I know that some of the locals have been using it in their crops, but that stays between you and me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Is she threatening them? Yes. She's basically saying what stays in Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So is the vet in on the grow business? I think oh, you, can't, you can't not know about the grow business if you up in Northern California. She's on the take? I don't know if she's on the take. I think she's just like, yo, we don't fuck her. You know, you don't say shit. All right. But I think when you have a mutated killer tick on the loose, it's time to let the authorities know what's going on. Well, maybe, maybe the sheriff's on the take. Mm, that's yeah. probably. Well, they only have one cop in the whole region. Yes. So and it's it's Sheriff Deputy Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is like, he's just like, yeah, I'll eat some of your garbage food. <laughs> Let's go. So before they go to the vet, Panic actually tells Tyler, he's like, you know what? I'm fucking out of here. I am not going to stay in the woods. I'm going to hitchhike back to the city. And it's like, really, bro? That's his plan. Well, he also gave a very emotional speech. He goes, I thought I would die by a drive-by, but my dog would be okay. I (laughs) would have loved if we cut to fucking Brutus in a car with an AK just mowing down dudes. Like, (laughs) and just like, yo. It wouldn't be that far out of character for the movie if that did happen. It's like a scene from Boys in the Hood. It's all like, Brutus! Brutus, no! It's on the front line. (laughs) South Central, man. So Tyler and Chuck are coming back from the vet, and they pass Panic, who sees him off in the distance. He's like, they didn't really look that hard for me, man. It's like, if you want to be found, dude, just go get him. Also, how are you going to hitchhike from the woods? But anyway. Yeah, he wasn't even near the road. So at the same time as the vet stuff is when we're getting the shit with Kelly going fishing. Yes. So while they're at the vet, yeah. Yeah, this this scene intersplices between the vet scene. And we get basically um, Holly going like, Kelly, would you like to go fishing? And Kelly's like catatonic mute. And she's like, would you like to go fishing and have fun? And, And Kelly's like, yeah, yeah, I would actually. And you're like, okay, sweet. And she's like. Melissa, do you want to take Kelly fishing? She's like, nope. And she's like, why don't you take <laughs> Kelly fishing? And like, why don't you and Rome and Dee Dee go with them? And Rome and Dee Dee are sunbathing and they're like bathing suits. And they're just like, nah, we're good. We got to we gotta stay out of the sun. Nah, we're cool here. So it's just Melissa and Kelly. And she's like, there's a pond over there that you guys can go fish in. This quote unquote pond. Now, as they're walking to the pond... Kelly goes like, I think it's this way. And she's like, oh, I didn't think you'd talk. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, I was raped and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, whoa, out of fucking nowhere. Kelly just like unloads her entire history on this shit. And Melissa's like, oh, that makes sense. I think the pond's right here. And then we're done. Yeah. That's that. Wrapped up, put it away. Now she's going to talk the rest of the movie. <laughs> she's you the only shut one that healed. Yes. Yeah. She just needed to tell one person <laughs> about it. her trauma. Now, did you notice, though, they go to this disgusting scum infested pond through reeds and everything else and they're like I think this is it then we cut back to Roman and Didi who get up off their rock and they're like let's go have some fun and they run and there is a huge serene beautiful lake 
right behind them was like, why the fuck did Holly tell him to go to the shit pond when there is a beautiful lake 14 feet away from where the cabin is? Can't fish in that lake. That's a swimming lake. <laughs> or maybe they got lost and went the wrong way and found some fucking cesspool. You could see <laughs> the fucking lake. The lake is huge and you yeah. could see it from the car. Like there's no way you could have not known the lake was right there. But yeah, they go for the little like shitty fishing hole, which any fish you pull out of there is going to be contaminated. It's going to be a three eye fish from the Simpsons. <laughs> this little cesspool pond is covered in pond scum. It's got just weeds and shrubs just overgrown over this thing. This is where diseases live. <laughs> this is where cabin fever starts. This yes. is where this stuff is birthed. And they are fucking, she walks in it barefoot. She could go get the fish. Because the, the rod gets stuck or something like that. She's like, go get it. She's like, okay. And she walks in to get it. And um, the hook is connected to a dead guy, which I thought was Clint Howard's character at first. Yes. I was like, oh, he got drowned in this cesspool. <laughs> and then I thought tits. maybe it was Sir. Or something. I went through a whole range of like, who could this be? And it was actually the sheriff. Which makes no rhyme or reason. But I guess like he went to go talk to the Sir and Jerry. And yeah. they just kill him. Yeah, they kill yeah. him. Why? Because it's Northern California, baby. You don't fuck around. Also, I mean, I have a lot of questions about this. Like, how did the cabin, which is apparently 100 yards away, not hear this high-power rifle? Oh, you know what? They no, they did. Hear they heard, they heard, right. they and heard he goes, Clint oh, Howard like shooting home. at his leg, and they're like, what? The locals are going crazy tonight. Yeah, okay, never mind. I withdraw. That's see, only one problem with this movie. Also, Can't, Chuck, shout out to you, my dude, taking kids out to a place and hearing a bunch of gunshots and be like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I would have taken the kids back to town. It's just like being in the inner city. No different. The worst camp counselor on earth. Definitely. That's where Brutus dri- dies in a drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Kelly and uh, Melissa are like, oh my God. And they like fall backwards into a <laughs> the cop car, which is covered in like grass. Someone's trying to hide it. They run back to camp. As they're running back, Roman Didi end up getting lost and stumbling into uh, Clint Howard's like, Grow, grow shack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they end up stumbling across his body. She puts her face right up next to a tick like egg. It jumps out onto her face, bites her. She starts hallucinating because of it. But she did zoom right past Clint Howard's great performance in the shed. Yes, I did. So I don't think it's a great performance. It's, it's amazing. the best in the movie. Oh, you guys are so wrong. Best scene in the movie. So Dee Dee's wandering around the shack. And like we said before, these little cocoons are like just clawing. They want to get at her so badly because I guess they can see through the cocoon or they smell the blood or something. Electromagnetics. They just know that there's prey yeah. outside of their cocoon. And she turns around and Clint Howard is like stumbling at her with a pistol going, <laughs> She freaks out and trips and falls over, and he trips over something, falls right into her face. They're face-to-face laying on the ground. He's like... Yeah, amazing. Mark, your performance is great. You had the facial expression and everything. His cheek is pulsating and it just bursts like a tomato and then a flash of red and Dee Dee's got a tick on her neck. It shoots out, it cannons out into her neck. It's amazing what these ticks can do. They're very super animals. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so as Seth Green and as, as Tyler and Chuck are driving back, they run into Dee Dee and Rome and Rome's like, I don't know what's wrong with her. She's freaking the fuck out. They put her in the van. They're like, let's go back to the camp. Let's get everybody. We'll call a doctor. Kelly and um, Melissa are running back to camp to talk to Holly. And they're like, oh, my God, Holly, blah, blah, blah. Now we cut to panic who's in the woods who's like fuck it i'm still gonna get out of here he didn't oh, stick to the roads yeah it's nighttime now too so he did not travel uh, very it's, far it's daytime or he wakes up or something like that i don't remember exactly what time of day it is but like basically yes he's wandering around and as he's wandering around he gets he stumbles into by, the weed farm yeah he stops gets stopped by jerry and uh sir and they're like what are you doing and they're like we're gonna make you squeal boy and it becomes deliverance in like two seconds they are like going to basically like full on deliverance Alfonso Ribeiro's character, but he kicks him in the nuts or something like that. And Jerry falls over laughing like, "Woo, it's a good time. They end up chasing him. He gets shot in the leg or something like that. Or he gets shot in the stomach. His stomach. He, well, he's already got a tick on him. Remember, yeah. he's got a tick on him at this point. So the vet also revealed that when the ticks bite you, you start hallucinating. Yes. Because there's some sort of neurotoxin. Yes. We're going to see these people hallucinate. And Panic is now all of a sudden he thinks he's down in some alleyway with bum trash cans and yeah. gets in a fight or something like they that. They kind of dropped this premise pretty early on. Dee Dee has an hallucination that she's seen Clint Howard's character in the van. Yeah. yeah Jerry has an hallucination that's key to the whole thing oh too. that's right later on you're right yeah. okay so they do kind of keep it going yeah. it's uh, just not super prominent no it's only when the plot needs it to be <laughs> but uh, panic gets shot at the end and they also shoot some propane cans that they conveniently just leave out in the field near well, those were a trap <laughs> those were a trap he he oh. trips over a, a trip wire which basically starts a little like alarm like wait yeah. wait oh, wait fucking alarm yeah, yeah. It's the alarm at the Nickelodeon geyser every time it would shoot off in Orlando Studios. <laughs> it's also the iPhone alarm, so it was very confusing. <laughs> but um, you're looking at your phone. Yes, I was like, what is, I don't have an alarm. But anyway. But yeah, so he's on the ground and he's all like, oh man. So Jerry and Sir supposedly get taken out, like, you know, like stopped by the propane, like, you know, gas explosion booby trap. And Alfonso Ribera or Panic is like, I can't die out here. So he fucking pulls out that bag of steroids, chugs a bunch of them, and just Popeyes it up. That's what I wrote in my notes. I was like, did he just take steroids like Popeye spinach? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. He Popeye spinaches up some roids and then basically like, I'll get back to camp. And then we cut back to camp. That's the last we see of either one of those for a while. Now, at this point, the ticks are coming out to play. Yeah, we see the like, forest is on fire. And all the ticks are running like, like yeah, rats from a sick tank. Start a fire. Right. Fireball goes off. Woods are on fire, pushing all the ticks to our cabin. Oh, we're at the back of the box part. Yes, we made it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long journey. So then they all meet up at the cabin and they're like, uh, okay, trying to understand what happens. Meanwhile, Jerry and Sir come and start banging at the door. So yeah, they they, they barricade and hide themselves inside. And they're like, oh my God, what's going on with Dee Dee? They're like, I don't know. Lock the door. Some crazy shit's going on. We got to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, well, where's panic? And then that's when Seth Green's like, oh, he's gone. He bailed. I'm so sorry. And they're like, well, fuck it. We got to get out of here right, anyway. Like, we got a van. We'll all get to the van. Yeah. And, and that's where it's Sir and Jerry. Then they, they knock on the door and they're like, well, don't let them in. And they're like, we're going to let them in. For idiots. So stupid. And they are covered in ticks. Yes. And it was like, dude, this is this is alien to the T. They got the face hugger person and they're, mm-hmm. they're breaching quarantine. Jerry's got him on his mouth. Yes, dude. <laughs> Why? What the fuck? And so they start, they let him inside, which was a mistake. And they start ripping him off and dropping him to the floor and stomping on him. So they're, they're killing the ticks. So the, the threat inside the house is quote unquote been neutralized. 
paralyzed, except they go, what's wrong with her? And they're like, I don't know. She was bit by a tick. And they're just like, what? And we get to see Clint Howard one more time go, I'm infested. <laughs> yes, because she's hallucinating. Loved it. Then Panic comes back and he starts banging at the door. And naturally, Jerry and Sarah are like, don't let him in. And of course, they're like, come on in, Panic. Seth Green's like, fuck that. That's my friend. I'm going to open the door. And he does. He lets him in. Did you write down the line that uh, Holly says? And she's like, oh, my God, Daryl, Melissa, go get something. <laughs> oh, they're obsessed with this first aid kit. It comes up. But she so, says, go get yeah. something. And I was like, what? What do you need in this situation? Her training pamphlet did not cover what to do with steroided up gunshot victims. Well, when Jerry pulls the ticks off his face and stuff, she's like, he's like, I need first aid. And she's like, I'm on it. And it's like, no, the, I don't think the Hippocratic Oath applies here. Oh, I think you're not. safe if you don't like defend Jerry, a.k.a. the weirdo pedophile fucking jerry panics laying on the ground dying and then he points and says something that's basically inaudible yeah he's like uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> like if the subtitles of this movie it has a lot of inaudible like you can hear what they're saying exactly but it's all like quick give me the inaudible and it's like give me the first aid <laughs> kit but because another character's talking they just like gave up and they're like fuck it yeah so we can't even make out exactly what he's saying but you know what he's doing he's pointing at the country redneck guys and going they shot me in yeah. the stomach but shooters there's no way that these characters would have gotten that out of that except for finally they go there's a bullet hole in his belly. It must have been you guys. Yeah, he goes, ticks don't use guns. Oh, shit, Tyler. <laughs> they, you cracked the code. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. I missed that line. That would have made it so worth everything. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, ticks yeah. don't use guns. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. <laughs> so they shoot Chuck in the leg. Yeah, just like that of bullshitness. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, he starts chasing the kids, right? Well, Chuck goes, to, Chuck goes to stop Jerry and Sir, and yeah. they shoot him as he rushes towards them. That's when um, Tyler basically grabs like an oar or a, something and oh. hits one of them in the back of the head, knocks one of them down. I can't remember what happens. There's a tussle. Yeah, it gets really ridiculous. One, where the fuck did that shotgun even come from? It looks like he pulled it out of thin air, like in a video game. So Sir just sort of turns around, comes back, and there's like a <laughs> shotgun. It's like, dude, what? He had it in a holster on his back, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and then he also, has a little knife comb the whole time. And I uh, thought that was, that was the extent of his thing. I was like, a cat of nine tails and a knife stiletto. Yeah. I was like, wow, tough nuts. He's also packing a revolver yeah. later. Yeah, well, where did that come from? <laughs> from in his Texas, duster. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Think, think, think deep. Oh, when when uh, Chuck got shot, I wrote, not Chuck. Just kidding. Don't care that he was shot. <laughs> so that brings up a point that uh, is one of the things that I wish the movie had done differently is they set up all these dumb characters I don't like and only one of them dies. The and it's one. the black guy. Mm -hmm. Why didn't the rest of them get killed? This movie should have started picking these characters off. Well, yeah, Dee, Dee, Dee Dee dies, doesn't she? Nobody no. else dies, dude. Everybody else other than Jerry and Sir and the sheriff. Hmm. But our main protagonists all make it away except for Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. Rome and Dee, Dee are like the worst characters yes, in the movie. They're cannon fire. I don't know. I don't think Rome and Dee, Dee are the worst characters in the movie. Who's the worst? Out of Sir our and Jerry. Out of our protagonists. Oh, Chuck. Chuck and Holly. Oh, yeah, they are sure, the worst. Sure, they suck. Yeah, Chuck also a good... He probably should have died as well. Yeah. There's so much I thought Chuck fodder. should have sacrificed himself for these kids to show them, you know, like, like I do care about you. You guys can be okay. I believe in hey, you. He got shot in the leg. When it rains, it's going to hurt now. So he'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think this movie would have elevated a little higher for me mm -hmm. if there had been more death scenes of these characters. We could have had some more interesting Or if kills. Holly died, Chuck could have been like, like, oh, my God, it's real for me now, you know, because right. he doesn't seem to get two shits about these kids. <laughs> yeah. Not even his daughter. Yeah, it's, I feel like he would have thrown any one of those kids to the ticks to save Holly. He would have traded them to Jerry and Sir in a heartbeat. Right. 
So I don't know if that if you've gotten to your one problem with Not the movie. Yet. Yeah, it's but that's wow. Mine. Still, we haven't gotten there. That's my problem with the movie. I want to see more kills. Okay. Well, I thought we got enough. Like, like pretty gruesome. Uh, who's the character that got their neck cut open? Oh wait, that's a different movie. That was that, that, was, De- <laughs> yeah. that was Devil Row. Never mind. I, like, I don't Row. remember that. Never mind. I watched a lot of horror movies this week. So well, the chicks are getting blown up at this point. They're like getting fired, pushed up, and they're exploding wait. on people. And I was like, this is a real tick bukkake. This <laughs> <laughs> is just gross in this. It house. is a lot of bloody gore getting splattered around. And these ticks on contact, immediate contact with open flame, pop. <laughs> Blow up. They flip upside down, Pop. It's ridiculously silly. Oh, we also f- didn't say why Chuck rushed Jerry. It's because he punched Melissa in the face. Because <laughs> oh. Jerry goes, get off me. No, no. Um, sir goes, get off me. Pow. <laughs> Socks are right in the face. And then Chuck goes, no, my daughter. <laughs> I don't know why I ever became Southern. Um, so anyway, like he rushed. That's when he gets shot in the leg. Mm, so this movie has a lot going on in the last five minutes. Dude, it's so ridiculous. It's all the time. Yeah. I basically summed it up in my notes with bad guys are being bad shocker because i could not keep track i know eventually sir sends jerry out to the van and says go get the van pull it up and and jerry doesn't want to go he's like nah man send anybody else but me he's like go get the van he's like that's sir he's like i mean no sir and he's like you will do what you were told to do do you understand me jerry Jerry mopes and goes, and he gets in the car. No, no, he doesn't. He gets threatened at gunpoint. He's like, you will go out there, or I will shoot oh, you cold right. dead. And he was just like, all right, got to go. Yeah, between those options, I think I might rather get shot. So he takes his like little torch yeah. and his cat of nine tails, and he's whipping the buzz like, whoosh, whoosh. Which, <laughs> like The sound <laughs> effects are wild on this scene. You just said that a character is whipping ticks. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious, movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's working. They are splattering as it, with his whip hits. It's like, okay, fine. Whatever. You're doing whatever you want to do. I'm along for this tick ride. You use what you got, man. Yeah. You, get to you the- bought a ticket. You're on for this ride. <laughs> a tick it. That was the joke. Ooh, oh, okay. That was the joke, John. Okay, okay. John. Sometimes I'm slow. What's your one problem with this movie? No. We're getting there. We're okay. so close. Okay. So Jerry hops in the van. He doesn't roll up the window. Dumb. He's like, dude, these ticks are everywhere. It's well, the windows hundreds. are down the whole time. I know. So he like brushes them off, picks more off his face and body. He gets one right in the back of the neck. And well, because he gets in the van and the window was down when he got to the van, which means like if you think that there aren't ticks in this van already, like you're an yeah. idiot. Inspect right. the van, bro. Yes. But- Inspect the van, roll up the window so no more get in. Mm-hmm. That, good point. Good you point. Know? But he doesn't do that. And one sinks him right in the back of his neck. I guess getting him right in the spine, that neurotoxin starts the working. The gland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right in the medulla oblongata <laughs> he starts hallucinating the dead sheriff over sir's body and he's like i thought you were dead and he just revs that van and slams it right through the cabin taking out sir but sir's not dead i love this because sir's like what are you doing jerry papow 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 and like bro guess what stop pulling the trigger and move two feet to the left Yes. Like you could have just completely just sidestepped this van, but no, he gets hit by the van and knocked through the wall. The Prometheus problem twenty yep. years earlier. Mm-hmm. Just step aside. No, but Sarah's like a superhero basically at this point because he takes a licking and you keeps watch on him fly <laughs> to the other side of the cabin and when hit the that wall. Yeah, hits. But he gets up and he's like, I'm still a bad man. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, he's still here. It doesn't even face him, man. No, not at all. No broken bones, nothing. He's now got his pistol out. At the same time, Panic's carcass starts shaking violently. They decide to go with a strobe light effect. 
and a very intense strobe light effect for the rest of this movie. If you have photosensitivity, stop watching the movie at this point. It was like, I don't have that at all, but I was sitting and watching it going like, okay, enough is enough. (laughs) It was so blatantly like ridiculous. You're right. The effects are pretty intense at this point. All the shaking going on with Panic's carcass, like it's going up the walls, down the walls, shaking around and around, and then all of a sudden these fucking legs just pop out of his knees. And also, you're like, his, oh my god! It's a double roided. When you say his carcass starts going up and down, it's being like walked across the floor super fast. And I'm like, how? It's impossible. How is this happening? It's like <laughs> scuttling across the floor, but nothing's come out of him. But anyway, yes, he starts to have legs protrude from his body. We're now going to birth the king daddy tick of all fucking ticks. It's been roided up on those blue pills the panic took. The roommate was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, because of the roids. She's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because this makes sense. More roids equals bigger ticks. Yep. We get to see a body double effect of Alfonso Ribera split in half from the face. And we birth probably a yak-sized tick. <laughs> this thing is huge. And I'm like, How? How's it fit in him? And it grew, like, in record time. That's how ticks do it. It's tucked up real tight, guys. (laughs) You're right. It just unfeathered a little bit. Unfurled. Its wingspan is that of a yak. (laughs) Imagine if ticks could fly. Fly and go to ticks. Oh, God. (laughs) End of the world. three. (laughs) Ticks on wings. That's some revolution, or sorry, (laughs) revelation-style shit. I know the Bible in times crap. (laughs) But, yeah, so they're like, everybody upstairs. So they go upstairs. And um, now they're like, how do we get out of here? How do we get to the van? And then Seth Green's like, hey, look, there's a tire swing on that tree. If we could only get that tire swing, I would use the swing to swing to the van. And well, then I Rome get the van. says he's going to do it. And, and But Seth's like, stand aside. Let a real man handle yeah, this. He's like, he's like, no, not because. No, he doesn't say that. He says, I'm freaking the fuck out and I've got to get yeah. out of this house. My panic is going nuts. I need to leave first. It's not <laughs> even a heroic thing. It's You're a, right. I will die if I sit here. And it was like so you shut the fuck up and let me go first i've already shit myself three times okay oh wait you thought this was a selfless act no 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 that's the way it's played initially until he opens his mouth and then it's like no i've got to go first me i'm terrified i was like whoa but um anyway yeah so he swings out on that no 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 no, no. they're like well how do we get it and that's when uh kelly goes oh i know how i know how to fish so she grabs a fishing pole so fucking dumb catches the swing when you say this out loud so fucking dumb. <laughs> she uses a fucking lure and a, a fucking reel and fishes and catches the tire and reels in the tire. You're like, not gonna happen. Saved by fishing, man. <laughs> so they pull it up. Seth Green loads himself onto the tire, swings it out, and that sucker snaps immediately and he falls right onto the ground. As it would. Yeah. And he even tells somebody, he's like, this just has to miraculously work. I don't think it will. <laughs> and it doesn't. And then he's got to fight a bunch of ticks off. They're like, here, take this broom, light it on fire, you have a torch. And he's like, aha. Now this is your classic straw broom. Mm-hmm. If that thing is lit on fire, I'm pretty sure it's going to whoosh out in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Correct? Definitely. Pretty This close. thing is going to last the rest of the movie. <laughs> you got maybe two minutes. This thing's lasting plenty of time. Yeah, 20, no 30. It would go all day. So he's in the van with that broom torch. Yep. Sweeping away, popping, bam, bam. When I say these things pop on immediate contact, there's nothing that has reacted so fast <laughs> to any type of flame in, in existence. Popcorn lasts longer than a microwave. Well, I love the ones where he doesn't even actually touch them. He just kind of gets like he just waves it by them like pop 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 <laughs> it's just like nice 
this this uh, pestilence is going to be put out real easy. Pretty quick, yeah. You know, just do a couple jumping jacks, heat yourself up, anything that touches you, pop. So he drives, what, the van a little bit closer? Yeah, he drives it up to the door. So he's got the, the side of the van lined up with the front door. So, or like right below the window. And so they're going to jump out this window on top of the van and then climb inside. And meanwhile, Super Tick coming through the door, dude. It's just bashing everything yeah. down. They're, they're, on a time, they're on a timer now. Mm-hmm. A, a ticking clock, if you will. Wow. Um, We're so good at this today. The best. <laughs> and so, yeah, so everyone gets out into the van except for Rome. And then Rome is like trying to like get out and he gets caught by the tick. And he's like, oh, my God, somebody help me. And it's like, okay, what are you going to do? I thought he was done for. I did too, but nope, Tyler comes with the broom. He's like, I'm going to climb up the side of this house, and when I get up there, Melissa, throw me the torch. And I I can't do it justice because he's two stories up, hanging out the side of this building, halfway in this window, and he goes, Melissa, now. And she kind of does that thing. You know like you toss the remote to someone on another couch? Mm -hmm. She does that. And the torch just shoots up to his hand. <laughs> he grabs it. And he's like, thanks. Chariots of fire is playing. Like, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> so he goes inside. And at this point, he's waving around. He gets Rome away from it. And he's like, let's get out of here. And as they're getting out of the window, I thought the tick was going to explode and knock them both out the window. Like shoot them out like across the grounds. I kind of wish that would have happened. Been great. But no, they get out, they get in the van. As this happens, like one of the torches gets dropped and it lights up a line of gasoline, which goes to a random huge propane tank that we hadn't <laughs> seen at all in this movie. Never we've been, we've been all around these grounds in yeah. this movie. We've never seen this giant 14 person size like propane tank. Lights that on fire blows up hank hill nods in approval <laughs> that boy ain't right demolishes the forest i'm certain definitely yes right oh, this forest is gone they're fighting this fire to this but day this is the thing is that's supposed to be the whole like that's why the ticks got taken care of it, it burned all the ticks yes that's what we're supposed to believe but in any good creature feature fashion at the end of this thing when they get back to the city one little tick cocoon falls off the. Well, the big tick did blow up inside the the house. Let's just point that out. Yes. Alfonso yeah. Ribera tick did basically like, <laughs> like the fucking Death Star. So my one problem, the only problem I had with this. Wait, whole is movie, this where it is? No, it's earlier. But I didn't oh want god, to the I was flow. like, did we get to the fucking final scene with a little like tick cocoon falls off the bottom though. thing? They also did you notice that van was abandoned underneath that bridge? Yeah, it's where you abandoned shit. They just walked away. <laughs> they just walked away from the van. How do you explain any of this to anybody? You don't, but... Maybe they all went home in the red convertible. <laughs> <laughs> so when Tyler goes to save Rome, okay. they are both ha- at, at hanging out the window, and they're climbing mm-hmm. down, and Rome falls on the top, and Tyler's right behind him. They pull Rome in. Somehow, Tyler's already in the driver's seat, ready to fucking drive that van, when they say, Tyler, go! Yes. And there's a harsh cut. Something happened there. Yeah, well, what happened was, as as Rome was laying on the roof going like, oh, God, I've made terrible choices with my life. And they're like, Rome, we got you. As that's happened, Tyler, $6 million man, jumped uh, off of the fucking rope and was like, I got to get in this driver's seat now. Climbs in the driver's seat and is like, I'll be ready when Rome gets inside. Okay, that's got to be it. That's my only problem. I was like, how did he? I watched it twice. I rewound it to be like, did I miss something? No, it just hard Sir, cuts to I have Tyler. seen contortionists who do less work to come to a fucking like final pose mm-hmm. than you do for some of your headcanon and you couldn't headcanon this? Well, because it's very disruptive. The thing you forgot <laughs> is along, when Tyler was a child and was bit by the tick in the woods, when his mm-hmm. father left him alone, not only did he get tick tingle, 
he got teleportation. Oh, yeah. he is Nightcrawler from the X Men. Yeah. Okay. Came with the with the tick bite. Now that would have been interesting if he had gotten bit by ticks holding onto that tree as a kid. And so he had a fear of ticks too. Why not? Yeah. That would make as more sense probably. Because then you could actually have him like full shut down. Like he can't move. Like I'm so paralyzed with fear. Which when means he actually does stuff, you're like, oh, he's really overcoming something. Not just. Good point. <laughs> I'm afraid of being alone, daddy. Like, great. You're surrounded by a bunch of D-bags. You know, you're good. Kind of like that movie. Uh, what was it? Play Again or whatever. Stay Alive. It, stay Alive with the fire. He was afraid so, yeah. of fire. Mm-hmm. He yeah. shut This down. happens in movies all sure, the time. Sure. But yes. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. More recent example. Yeah. But I'm just saying that would have been he, he got abandoned. He got eaten by bugs and he's terrified of the woods he's terrified of being alone he's terrified of ticks give him the full gamut so when he actually overcomes this stuff and becomes the hero he's really had that hero's journey love it that could be for ticks too bed bugs hey hollywood <clears throat> excuse me get at us mm-hmm. idea by grave talk podcast <laughs> based on an idea by the grave talk podcast <laughs> So I have not seen this movie since I saw it on Showtime in the 90s. This is my first rewatch since then, but I never forgot this movie. You had Showtime in the 90s? Next Door Neighbor did. Oh, let's see. They had Cinemax, Showtime, HBO. They were loaded. Rich. I never forgot this movie. It always stuck with me. And I forgot Seth Green was in this. I forgot Alfonso Ribeiro was in this movie. I just remembered that Killer Tick movie being pretty cool. Okay. And I think rewatching it 20, 30 years later, this movie's fun. Mm-hmm. I recommend this movie, and that's why I wanted to watch it again. I was like, I haven't seen that in forever. So do you guys recommend this movie? I would give it a three out of five. A three out of five. Yeah. Uh, yes, I had never even heard of this movie until Mark said we were doing it, so I had to scramble to discover it. It's awesome. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's stupid. Definitely go in knowing that, but I would agree with a three out of five. It is a really fun movie. It would have got a four out of five if it didn't have that jump cut. Mm, but Damn, you would have given it an extra star for that. Can't forgive a jump cut. That's no, I'm fair. just kidding. It's three out of five. <laughs> I can't good in faith go higher than a three. Yeah, that's fair. This is a direct-to-video. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's up there with all my favorites. Five out of five. <laughs> right. I put this at 2.5. Okay, that's a fair because grade. It's too. not a good movie. It's it's written poorly. The acting is not great. The it, you have to do so much work just to be okay with the plot. But again, it's just one of those like I, as a lover of shitty movies, it was great from start to finish. Like mm-hmm. the moment like he gets in the the car. The, the, seriously, the the stuff with like the tick and the weed shit. I was like, oh man, we got this whole like, oh no, we fucked up nature. And then like we get in the car and it's like, yeah, okay, I don't know what to do with you. You gotta go. Under a bridge, I was like, I'm in for whatever this movie has for me. If this is the logic, I'm sold. And then we get Alfonso Ribeiro, like, immediately. I was like, okay, yeah, great film. I think with the gore and the the creature effects, pedigree of the cast that's in this, you've got Clint Howard, famous among horror fans. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got reshot into the movie, evidently. (laughs) Right, which we'll confirm when you get that Blu-ray, but that's what I read. You've got Seth Green in an early role that you just... It's always fun to see those actors before they kind of blew up, you know, Mm -hmm. so... I I was enjoying... I was like seeing the girl from uh, Can't Hardly Wait, or not Can't Hardly Wait, but uh, Can't Buy Me Love, because I love that movie. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of people in this movie worth checking it out for. That's what gets it to the three for me. 
It's just all that stuff combined. Yes, the plot is ridiculous. It is kind of, it could be seen as an homage to those 50s uh, animal attacks, creatures attacks kind of style thing. And I, I want to know more. So after you get that. Very Night of the Creeps for me. Yeah. I want to see them special features. So well, a little update real quick. I did watch the second disc of House of a Thousand Corpses. You did. There is some new stuff on there. Okay. So the, the, the new disc, the new uh, the new box set, is, or the new uh, double disc is worth picking up if you don't own House of a Thousand Corpses yet. But okay. yes, I recommend Ticks. Well, that's three recommendations for this 90s direct-to-video film. Look, if I'm going to be totally honest, completely, I'm going to be raw here. Be honest y'all. with us, yeah. man. I was in And a, the listeners, the listeners, this is this is the, how comfortable we feel with you. Very altered John's state being of mind. vulnerable here. I am. Yeah, I was in a very altered state of mind when I was watching this movie, which I think helped a lot. Were you oh. fucked up? Uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh... Were you, on the, pro, the, were you on steroid weed? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if it had the steroids, Are you telling but... me you walked out from your weed shed, sat down, after growing weed with some green chemical in your backyard. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Weed, it's icy ecto cooler. <laughs> He's just watering with it. Weed is still illegal in Texas. So I can either conform or deny that. But I will say, I, you know. You were high on Twinkies. I was high on life. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And that really, add, I think it took the edge off the movie. Here's so. a Grave Talk podcast. We both condone and endorse illegal drug use. Yeah. Uh, so listeners. we'll cover both bases. <laughs> Before you get judgy out there, listeners, there's a lot of substance substances to abuse mm-hmm. and marijuana being one of the oh most boy, mild go. that you can abuse yeah. look I, I just said yes so <laughs> look we pro weed here yeah let's just say it we pro weed so that helped that yeah, did yeah. help really yeah. take the edge off this movie <laughs> <laughs> all right well listeners have you seen ticks probably you... not <laughs> i bet oh well, you know, we already got people saying hell yeah i can't wait to that you guys do this okay nice. all right Friend of the podcast, Kim, was very excited that we were doing ticks. All right. Awesome. Oh, shout out, Kim. Yeah. So, listeners, listeners, we love y'all. We love you all. Have you seen ticks? Why don't you let us know on your social media, on our social medias? We can be yeah. found. Use at- your social medias to tell our social medias. <laughs> That's how that works. Don't talk to us directly. Talk through social medias. We have a Facebook, Twitter, and an Instagram. You can find out everything we're up to at thegravetalk.com. Garrett, what are we doing next time? Next time we're doing Stephen King's inspired Boogeyman. Which just came out of the theaters. Der Bogeyman. And uh, was it directed by his kid? I have no fucking idea, dude. Okay. Well, we'll tell you more. <laughs> we'll, do our, we'll do our research and come back for The Boogeyman. Ooh. All right. Listeners, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.